0: I know very little about Apple on the Apple community as I've uh, I've just been back to YouTube over the last two years. Um, and Apple, gosh, I think I owned the original, I, I owned the board game back in 90, I want to say 99, 2000. Okay. Um, so I, I came to Apple really late. And then when we moved, I donated or gave it to a friend or something. And I just recently bought it in hockey Forgetting, uh, I'd seen you some of your videos i uh, seen a couple other videos and I said, you know, I've got to get Apple back because there's something there's something uh, for me magical about it. There's something. Uh, uh, and I, one of the things that uh, I saw your video when you talked about uh, you talked about uh, the font that 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 typeface. And I immediately said this guy is uh, this guy's a kindred spirit because there's something about old school typeface that just is it's classic to me it's uh there is an aesthetic that is important to me it doesn't have to be pretty it has to feel like a classic type to something about it and okay. that's when uh that's that and watching dave garner's apple hockey i said i'm going to order these and i'm going to grab my favorite season and i'm just getting back to apple and i gotta be honest i only played maybe i only played it twice maybe in 99 yeah. 2000 okay. uh with a buddy we really liked it and we just never got back to it and i never thought of playing it solo ever never crossed my mind when i was 29 years old to play to play these games solo interesting that's interesting. how crazy i was i was inventing i was inventing my own game that was designed to be solo play right and yeah so uh bizarre go ahead i'm sorry I'm, I'm yammering but no
1: no no that's great well that's that's a perfect uh, let's uh, uh give uh, if you would give a proper entree to yourself jason of flash oh. sports
0: oh. Oh yeah. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, my name is Jason Graham. I am, uh, I have YouTube channel flash games. I've changed the name a couple of times. It's flash sports now. Cause play played so many other games. Uh, my goal is to be positive and to share just whatever game I get. I want to, I want to share it. I'm, I'm not, a tu- I'm not about tutorials. I don't want to necessarily teach games. I want to do them correctly. If I can, I want to try to be, uh, I want to try to do them. Rules is written. Um, but I am—I am first and foremost about sharing this brilliant hobby and uh, trying to get the uh, 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 share it with as many people as possible. Um, so that's what I do. Uh, I'm a game designer. I have uh, written, manufactured, published, and sold my game in from 1990, uh, from 2001 to 2004 until it sold out, sold it all over the world, and uh, then it became cost it was cost prohibitive back then. Uh, I had to manufacture a thousand decks of cards, and that was so basically I made no profit on it. And uh then I just never got back to it until I came back uh by accident. And uh I talk about this in uh the digital to dice podcast. Yes with uh Dave and Ron. Uh how key, uh, Kevin Elias recognized me and said, I have your game. And it's amazing because I I I hadn't seen my game in 15 years.
1: It's quite an amazing story. I'm glad you brought that up. I was gonna bring that up. That's the uh June 17th, 2020 podcast of uh digital to dice and uh uh, I believe they're big Apple Hockey folks as was well. Was that a year?
0: That was a year ago to the day?
1: Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Are so there you go. <laughs> go. There's, again, there's something about gaming and the vibe of gaming, you know? Um, uh, you know, talking about aesthetic, talking about, you talked in that podcast about the dynamics of your game we're going to just start jumping and rabbit holing all over here. I had sure, some formula back. here, but uh, you know,
0: oh, you, go ahead. Don't let me wreck it. No, no, no,
1: no, no, no. Yeah. I, you know, it's, I, it's better to go in the moment, I think, but I just did want to um, elaborate a bit on your career. Uh, now you're a fitness business owner as well. You uh, yes, You played some, you, you played some sports.
0: Yeah. Um, I played uh, well, I'm not a big guy. I'm like five, two. I was always the smallest kid on the team. Uh, I, I did some summer amateur boxing at a local club in our old town where, you know, maybe six fights at a little club called tiger's gym in a mall in our old hometown. Uh, That was my first foray into trying boxing. I wrestled briefly. I was a horrific wrestler, not a good wrestler at all. And I love football. My first passion was boxing as a child, but when I discovered football, all bets were off. Um, I've coached eighth grade football defense. I, my best friend was the head coach and I was the defensive coordinator. That was a great, great fun um i had aspirations of being a, a coach because i was never going to make it as a player um i've always been athletic although i have chronic i have a chronic illness but it never stopped me from competing mm. but uh yeah so i have a background there uh football i became obsessed with football in my 20s i just obsessed with it yeah crazy and it drove me to play everything i could get on the pc and uh uh try to rekindle what i had as a child uh Status Pro Football was my first love in tabletop gaming, but I never dreamt again of playing. Yeah. Now, yeah, the paydirt game, Status Pro, Bowlbound, paydirt. Those (laughs) were the games that launched my career thanks to my big brother. He introduced me to those when I was eight, and that was it. That was it. I was hooked. And uh, my game came about as a – what is the old term? Uh, uh, Necessity breeds is the mother of invention. Right. I was home alone, 1996, sitting in, uh, sitting in the room with my wife. And I said, yeah, I would love to play status pro again, but I don't have it. And it's three hours long and you need a partner. You need a buddy that's going to dedicate, you know, we're all young married guys with careers. And I said, I'm just going to invent my own based on flash cards. And I had no idea that there were already so many games on the planet. I didn't discover Stratomatic until I was 26 years old. Didn't know Stratomatic existed until I was 26 years old. Mm-hmm. And, uh, All of those things were like, holy cow, there's a whole universe of stuff outside of Sports Illustrated. So when Avalon Hill went bankrupt or quit, I was heartbroken because that was all I knew of sports, tabletop sports. Apple, I discovered at 29, right? To find out Apple existed back to 51, 58 was like, what? Where have I been? (laughs) Right. (laughs) And uh, I was shocked when I first saw Apple. I was like, what the heck is this? Because Status Pro was my measuring stick. It's like you know, fast action, all the players, you mm-hmm. can understand the cards with a glance, you know, and and the and the sheets where you set up your offense and your defense. And when I saw Apple, the first I'm like, what? And then I said, what? You got different. You got you got ranges for different parts of the football field. What what? And the funny thing was, my buddy and I played it. And we instantly recognized it. First game ever. I think we played the Broncos and somebody. And when uh, we had a we 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 recognized the charts. Gave us the realistic the, the realities in those ranges of what teams could do between the thirty and between the fifteen and the twenty, and we both were like, "Hulk," because we played football. We both had played football in our lives, yeah. and and I we both went, "Holy cow, these guys get it," and uh, we just never got back to it because again, we were adults with children, you know, trying to. I didn't have children, but he had children, and um, these things were eye opening for me. My game was solely designed for you to sit down, be the run a huddle. Down the field as fast as ball. You can play a full Sim of my game every single snap in about 30 minutes by yourself. (laughs) Super fast. Um, Probabilities were built into the deck, so you don't have to worry about defense, right? Uh, It was designed for solitaire play, and that's where I ended up. I made it because I didn't have anything. And uh, now it's like I can't imagine not playing anything solo. I exactly. can make anything solo. What was my problem?
1: It, that's, 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 you know, and that's, that's been a big point of contention in the Apple world. See, I'm, I'm, you know, I started with Avalon Hill as well, more on the war game side, Rick Tolphin's yeah. war third Reich squad leader yeah. Uh, yeah. and pay yeah. dirt. Like I just held up here, the pay dirt. Yeah. Uh, I believe you're also in a title bout, which I have. not uh, uh... That's
0: my, that was my, <laughs> yeah. Love
1: it. But um, you know, you and you actually go back to i think if i heard correctly in the podcast with those uh, the folks at digital the dice that you were kind of the necessity was that you were kind of tired of playing some of the computer games at the time oh
0: yeah i had uh i had uh i got fed up with having to update computers and wrestle with trying to get stuff to work this was before kind of there was some stability in computer gaming mm. and i was dos uh so I was I actually owned Appa Football for DOS before I ever saw the board game. So my first Appa I thought was a PC game. Right? And I had Lance Hafner, I don't remember Lance Hafner, the old DOS-based football, college basketball. Lance Hafner gave me a whole slew of brilliant text-based sports sims. <laughs> uh, I had actually uh, Action PC Football when it was DOS version 3.1C. So I was playing PC games alone. But there's something for me computers still lack a certain, uh, engagement for me. I need, I want that tangible. I want to see, it's like reading books. My wife loves the Kindle. I got to have books. I just got to have books, man. I love, I love my books. And, uh, you know, like I said, when I saw that video, when you were talking about the typeface and the font and the aesthetic and how there's something that just is, gro- you groove to that. I'm like, Oh my God, this guy's a kindred spirit. Because <laughs> it, just seeing those boxes behind you, it's like, you know, let's, Let's go. Uh, let's go back in time because that is sweet to me.
1: Exactly. Exactly. There's
0: something about it.
1: And and you're also uh, more about, as the kids say these days, or down with the um, the older seasons. Your your app experience. Your videos lately have been on the '58 Colts, and I and I believe your wife, when you when you sent your game out originally, yeah. uh, uh, Your wife designed the game box based on the '58 Colts, which um, yep. I So I have a.
0: I found an old hardback book, large format hardback book in an old used bookstore in my old hometown. And it was called uh, I have it somewhere. I have it in storage. It's like it's like a prized possession. And it was literally published in 1959 of the 58 championship game. So I found that when I was probably in my 20s. And I went, this is magical. And I had her sketch the art for my game from that book. I wanted, so that Lenny Moore image is from a photograph, an old vintage photograph in the book of Lenny Moore cutting back. And then uh, uh, a United standing about to get hammered from behind by, uh, I think it was uh, Robustelli or somebody, right? Mm -hmm. So all those images were actually photographs, vintage photographs in that old book. And she she just drew them from visual looking. But I wanted it to have a sketched, illustrated, kind of old school feel to it. And black and white, everything's black and white. Uh, Aesthetic is not my specialty. Um, you know, I, I, I am uh, I am I am more of a designer and more of a more of a probabilities guy and a designer guy. Uh, so when it comes to visual, uh, I'm not very good with it. my wife's an artist. So that's her thing. But I but I know what I like. I mean, I can tell you what I love about APA. Uh, <laughs> right. I can sure. tell you that that suits my mentality.
1: Well, and you can see in the background here, uh, right over my head is the uh, sketch of that original yeah. box. And it's kind of similar to you know, your wife's uh, aesthetic is right in line, that kind of right. lighter brushstroke, pencil, mm-hmm. shade, light and shade kind of a thing. So there's 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 <laughs> there's that really deep connection to games. you know it's not yeah. just about, accuracy and um your game is a you know it, you there's speed to your game flash football and you're in the third edition revisions i believe
0: yep. right now yep. yes sir yes okay. sir
1: so you're you and you have a facebook group of that and as i understand you're posting some of the older you're you're creating charts for older seasons or
0: yeah and uh i give everything away so everything i do now is print and play so that facebook group um since when the quarantine happened I had nothing to do. For eight weeks, I was unemployed. The state shut us down. And my business, we're so close to people, they shut us down. So I had nothing to do. So I sat down and started to go back to my old files and old ideas and, and started to create and design and develop. And I wanted to be able to do something for fellow man. And I've said this before, I make no bones. Um, people suddenly were trapped at home and they were trapped with and and you know gadgets and TV and video games. But so many people want to try these things, but they don't know where to start. So many people want to try Apple, but it's let's not kid ourselves. Apple's is cost prohibitive if you want seasons. Sure. I think it's priced great for your basic sets, mm-hmm. but it's a little expensive for guys to try Apple. But uh, uh, so I wanted to do something to to share my stuff and let people try and play, and uh, that may or may not have the financial means nor the nor the gamble. They want to gamble their hard-earned money during their their quarantine, and then find out they hate it, right? So that was one of the things I. The only thing I could really do to give back to my fellow man was to give give away some of the stuff I designed and develop. And that's there's not much else I can do for people, right? That's that's what I could do.
1: Nice, nice. Now your game. Just a couple of takeaways, really quickly. Uh, Included in your game, there's it's a combination. It's there's an action deck. There's a combination of the. You know, it's really more offense driven. You're kind of the quarterback, but you're not necessarily. You're kind of like Joe Montana, but you're you're using the players. It's As you said, it's based on probabilities of what's going to happen with a type of play in a certain situation. You've got weather effects. You've got substitutions built in. You've got coaches uh, intangibles. And you've got uh, – I'm going to forget the last thing that was in there. It is the home field advantages built into the cards. What is the elevator pitch or, if you will, the virtual unboxing when I, when I go and get flash football, what do I get?
0: Uh, you get a complete football simulation that can be played alone by yourself in 30 minutes, every snap. And all you need to do is shuffle the deck, divide it into a timing deck and a dead deck. The timing deck is your quarter. When that card's over, uh, second quarter starts, shuffle the cards, break them up, go again. I did this. I invented this in 96, in 97. Uh, this idea of the timing deck and an off deck. You see it now in all, in lots of games. So Mm. uh, there are other teams that do other other games that do it. Uh, Also, you could teach it to, you could play it head to head with my advanced rules of formations. You can call offensive formations, defensive formations to have a head to head game going. Mm. Uh, And you could, uh, you could, you could replay based on my historical team list. They were charts of like the NFC 1984 NFC teams. Uh, You could transport very quickly those ratings over to the score sheet, match them up against the other team and very quickly see it. You had everything right in front of you. You could, you could knock out games. My game had a career mode that no one else had done at the time, right? We're talking about 97, uh, a career mode built in. So you could at the end of the season, simulate off season. Uh, It has a quick game feature. So you can simulate quarter by quarter bang, bang, bang in four quarters. It simulates, it had a gambling aspect in the revision where you actually, could look at the point spread prediction and then quit game, play the quick games. Yeah. So it, it has a lot of those things and, and the probabilities were designed based on NFL. My team charts were designed to affect the the actual probabilities of yardage per play based on an era. So you'll see like the 58 teams have really good pass defenses because nobody threw the ball for 4,000 yards back in the day uh, rushing. You would see, you know, Jim Brown and guys like that with threes, uh, they would they would affect those probability numbers now the probabilities weren't just in the actual yardage probabilities they were the probabilities of interception sacks but also who touches the ball so originally I designed it as flash quarterback your goal and the, so there were no quarterbacks rated in my original game you were Joe Montana in the huddle with with Craig with uh, uh, Rathman with Rice, with Clark, with that, and, and you, your goal was to call the plays that suited down a distance and try to get Roger Craig in that plus three involved. But the probabilities that Roger Craig touched the ball, there's a, there's a give and take risk reward with inside run versus outside run, long pass versus, and of course, mine are named after the concepts, passing schemes, which is progression passing, which is the West Coast drop back, read, read throw, And then timing, which is the most traditional passing in all of the history of football's timing. Almost everybody drops back and timing was what that's all you did in football up until Sid Gilman and some guys started to tweak the ideas of passing. Right. So and you didn't have to worry about your defense. Your defense was a core team rating that just affected the enemy on every snap. Uh, Didn't have to worry about pass percentage completions. They were built into the deck. Now you could make them better by calling more progression passes. If you abuse timing passes, you're going to have more interceptions, more sacks, more, more, uh, you know, more incompleted passes. So you had to kind of risk reward way, what you needed when you wanted to do it. Yeah. So that was, that was the design and you could play a game in 30 minutes. So what
1: cards am I? So you've got you say you've got formation cards. I know you you talked about the uh, the running backs and the plus three is your Dickerson as you'd mentioned right. before another yep. uh, podcast. So so what am I looking at is the setup and you've got videos for this. I understand, yeah. but oh yeah, I, just to, I, it would be you know because you've got so like the, a, it was a spiral
0: bound uh, rule book and in the back was a uh, you know was a football field with charts on that you could flip it open. There were charts here, but also it came with a football field that folded. Uh, and you would unfold that in, uh, out of the book, made a big football field with all the charts on that field, right? So then you have a random number for visiting team and home team at the bottom right corner of the fast action card, the random. So if that's part of the built-in home and away factor. So the random number on the visitor side would produce less big, num- best uh, one to six was the variable, but it would produce less sixes and more ones, et cetera. So being at home versus uh, uh, for all kicking, punting, field goals, PATs. Uh, the visitor number was at a slight dis- slight disadvantage, but enough to affect the game over a course of a, week, a year or over the course of the game. Uh, and it's just a deck of cards. Your team list, which would be all the teams with all the pertinent positions and ratings that you would transcribe over to the score sheet. Also in the book was the quick game score sheet, the quick game weather and then, of course, the game weather that's actually for the simulated game. And those always affect ratings. Uh, so when somebody says, gosh, you know, Eric Dickerson's a plus three every time he touches the ball, yes, he is. But when he faces that team with a minus two defense, he's always going to be only a plus one. But when weather shows up, Dickerson could be turned into a zero, right? so now weather becomes and that's the other thing nobody's ever had weather in a tabletop football game that i'm aware of i don't think weather exists in any tabletop football game so when i invented it i wanted weather to be a factor because part of my joy of old school football is i can remember those deluges. i can remember those mud fests right they didn't play on they didn't play on grass by the way in 1958 they painted they played on manure and mud yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, good luck at the end of the season when it was on. Thank God it was a black and white 1958 championship game because it would have been brown on brown. So it might as well have been black and white.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Man, <laughs> man. So now what is your goal? So you're 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 a student of the history of the game. You appreciate more the older seasons, uh, maybe not necessarily all the, quote, dead ball pre 78 seasons, but you're, you know, you want to know about the seventy-two uh, Dolphins, which is one of the most popular replays. Certainly, an Apple, probably in all uh, yeah. football simulations. But what is your 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 view of the game as someone who's played the game, and someone who is a student, plus someone who is a you know encountered a game like Pay Dirt, which is kind of a team-based stats yeah. thing, yeah. Uh, and you've encountered uh, Stratomatic and Apple, which are varying degrees of player-to-player kind of action. So what was your ultimate goal in designing Flash? Is it more about speed of play? Uh, I think you talked about the dynamics of the game, or it's not maybe statistical accuracy, if I'm understanding.
0: Uh, Well, it will produce uh, statistical accuracy, but it won't necessarily reproduce Dan Marino's 5,200 yards, 48 touchdowns right but it will produce cuz again it's the 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 probabilities of the deck will produce nfl statistical averages mm-hmm. modified by extremes eric dickerson is an extreme but the average running back is a plus 1 not an extreme but dickerson would be an extreme right a negative 2 run defense is a big extreme cuz it's going to affect teams on a big way when it comes to averaging 2 yards a carry versus 5 yards a carry uh, but aside from that it's pretty statistically Accurate, but it won't necessarily. It's not a replay game. So, I, I, so my team list was to capture the personality of the teams. Okay. okay, so it wasn't to say, oh, if you play this, Eric Dickerson will get twenty one hundred yards rushing. that nah, it depends on how much you run him and how often you hit the HB rule. Okay, so when I looked at the game like Pater, Pater to me, Pater to me is a matrix game. Um, it's it has it has a controlled variable with special dice. And it controls those probabilities through the, those those very interesting dice, right? That was the first mechanic I know to play dirt as a kid, right? Okay. So even as an eight-year-old kid, when my brother showed me the dice and he said threes come up more than anything else, that's all I needed to hear. And then I knew instantly, look for between 32 and 34, baby, and I'm gonna try to hit those numbers. So I could I could game Pater. But meanwhile, my brother ain't stupid and my enemy, he's like, hey, this kid's trying to hit the breakaway on number 34 on outside uh, draw play. So we're going to we're going to call that. And then the goal then is the chess match. Ah, he's going to try to stop my draw. So. Right. But, you know, we spent one summer playing 256 games of me and my buddies. We played every single game of the whole schedule in one summer. Track stats. And it's a pretty remarkably uh, accurate game. However, this, again, I wouldn't say it was an exact replay game Is it produced numbers that weren't quite on spot. I don't think any tabletop game in the world is going to be perfect. No. Unless unless it's solely based on percentages where you have no control over anything but percentages, right? You just roll the dice and see what happens. So you can control percentages. But that's boring. Who wants to do that, right? <laughs> right.
1: right. And, and you've designed, there is a head-to-head component in yes. your game.
0: But I designed it. When you say what was my goal? Yeah. My goal was solitaire play, simple. I could teach it to my a six year old six year old kid, and your six year old kid could get in the huddle and he could have a great time. Or your wife, uh, you could a lay person could get a kick out of it. They just got to call a play, flip a card, and we have instant results. So one of the my complaints is I discovered second season, for instance, in 1999, I bought the original second season, and it was brilliant. The, the ratings were brilliant this, this, this was amazing chart books, but to this day, it was cumbersome to me. It's like, you know, it's a lot of work for a two yard run by the fullback. Right. Mm -hmm. I go through all these machinations and I get two yards for the fullback. Now I'm not knocking it. I love it. I think it's a brilliant game. My game, you just call inside run, flip the card, two yards, fullback plus one halfback three yards. Right. So you knew instantly what the result was. So that allowed you to just call plays and move the ball down the field whatever rhythm felt natural to you. Um, and then of course, if you played your buddy, your buddy would just, and here's how my game worked. You didn't hide your uh, uh, formation. So if I'm in short yardage, you know, I'm in short yardage. There's no such thing as saying short yardage, right? right? So, so I would have to, they would have to put a penny on the board and I could look over there and say, my brother was in short yardage. He's taken away Eric Dickerson. So what he's doing is he's, he's taken away my strength, but he's also challenging me to throw the ball when he knows I don't want to throw an interception, mm. I have to decide. I'm the one in control of my huddle. I'm the one in control of snapping the ball here. Do I want to risk it or do I want to accept the fact that he's taken away Eric Dickerson? Well, I call outside run anyway. Flip the card, and guess what? It is. It's a. It's a. It's a three yard run. It's not to Dickerson. It's to the. It's to the backup running back. He's a negative one. He got the right D. I've just lost three yards. Damn. He beat uh, me, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, but you know, it's like Appa. Uh, to me, appos should be all about formation. You come to the line of scrimmage, you glance over there, they're either in a standard, they're in a pass D, or they're in a run D. It's pretty simple, right? Uh, and I should be able to see that as a quarterback to the line of scrimmage.
1: Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. yeah
0: that's... My, my biggest issue with football and people who I don't think really understand it from a coach, because I coach defense. I, so I've read, I don't know how many books on defense. Hmm. You don't call pass defenses, you don't call run defenses. It's just, that's just not what defense does. Defense gets in a formation to provide you advantages against certain attacks. So I'm in a nickel, not because nickels are guaranteed pass coverage, because it gives me a faster player, deeper to help protect against the pass. Right. Mm -hmm. Anybody who watches football understands this. Mm -hmm. But every board game calls it a pass D, a run D, a blitz D. No, 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 no. They're formations designed to restrict what you can get away with right
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so when
0: i play apa, i'm thinking this is the 6-3 umbrella defense of the 1950s and 60s when i'm in when i'm in g i'm saying to the i'm saying to i'm saying to johnny unitas uh you're gonna have to run through nine guys to, to you know to get past us and i gotta hope my 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 three my three backs back there can cover these guys if johnny U takes advantage of it right mm-hmm. uh so for me it Defense is about formations and what kind of talent you put on the field to execute those formations. Right. But the games, don't do that. They, they, they take, they take a shortcut past defense.
1: Well, that's, and that's, that, that brings up the point about playability as you say for the lay person versus the student. I mean, uh, you know, again, one of the big uh, issues with APA is the uh, the, the basic and master uh, games and rules. You call blitz, you call ground defense in the old game, you call yep. nickel dime. You, you know, these um, yeah. these are things uh, that you can do. And um, I I just wonder if your game, your game kind of eliminates that. It's built in. So mm-hmm. you've got that, like the substitution, for instance. Right. Uh, you know, so you. Yeah. Been-
0: offensive line. Uh, so quarterback and offensive line and coach are built into the intangibles rating, right? Um, so if a team is a plus two intangibles, that means they've got a really good coach, really good quarterback, generally a good offensive line, right? They're built in. The deck of cards probability of average per carry is also reflecting the offensive line for the most part in general, in general. And on defense, it's just versus run versus pass. That's your team's ability to, to reduce yardage versus those things. So either your team is going to be good at it. They're not going to hurt you. They're not going to help you, or they're going to be really bad at it. So when I sit down with Eric Dickerson in 1984, and I'm a plus three Eric Dickerson and I look over there and I'm playing against, I, I'm trying to think it was bad. Then I don't want to be, I don't want to uh, uh, let's just, I'll just assume it's a bad run defense and there are yeah. plus two. That means every time Dickerson touches the ball, he's going to get five yards. Hmm. right that's just minimum not counting what i might flip on that car right so in in the sense my game creates the nickel and dime back so dickerson was known as the nickel and dime back i don't know if you've ever heard that term my game he is the nickel and dime back he's going to get five seven 10 12 fumble that Hmm. was you shouldn't have ran you you ran one time too many (laughs) right Yeah. yeah so mine is a risk reward gambling mechanism okay so the best way to see my game is that you know it's NFL averages. You know it's third and one. you got Eric Dickerson. Uh, I can gamble on an inside run, but the fullback touches the ball more on the inside run. Well, that ain't going to help me because my fullback for that 84 Rams team is a zero. Hmm. So if I plow the ball up the field and I call that inside run, I know that my chance of fumbling it is greatly reduced. But I won't get Eric Dickerson's plus three unless I hit that rare halfback. Now, I want that first down. I'm facing the Bears. They're minus two. Well, if I go outside, I know Dickerson gets one. If I just get halfback for the most part, I'm going to get that one yard. I'll get the first down here late in the fourth quarter. Or I throw caution to the wind. Uh, Who is their quarterback? You know, I'm so bad with 84 because I only think Dickerson. I can't remember. Was it Pat Hayden? Was it Pat Hayden? Uh,
1: I think he was gone by then. It was um, Jim Everett, I think, was even gone by then.
0: I don't know. Anyway, the point is, do I gamble and prog- take a progression pass here, right? Well, if I do, I could be sacked. Intercept. So that was the fun of the game. And the only thing you. So here's the thing about my game. I have this solitaire thing. I have this two head. This two uh, two player thing. Every single time I sat down to play with my buddies, with my brother, my game. We never used the head to head. We always played solid the solitaire version because it was so cool to sit back. And I'm in control of the huddle. I'm in control of the cards. And I have to, I, my hands are off on the other side. I'm like, okay, I hope my guys can get it done. And I'd watch as my brother would would orchestrate a drive down the field or or Glenn would orchestrate a drive down the field with Barry Sanders. Glenn is a huge Detroit fan. So he always had those Barry Sanders teams. And he was trying to orchestrate drives down the field with Barry Sanders and that kind of thing. So you're kind of hopeless on defense. You sit back and go, Okay, well, you know, I hope he, I hope he fumbles the ball away, or he's gonna, and so it was fun, and it's fast, and you can play it with anybody, you could teach it to anybody. Yeah, but, but, is it Status Pro Football? No. Is it APA? No. Is it Stratomatic? No, no, no. Those are those are totally different. There's a level of, uh, there's a level of design intent with those games. It's wholly hmm. different than the design intent of my game, right? And the design intent with those games, and, and, and this is how I uh, – I can't speak enough about app ball yet because I haven't played a lot head-to-head, certainly. But the design intent for me with Stratomatic when I saw it. And, again, Hal, Hal's always been about getting st- statistics right with his 2 dice 6 right? Baseball. I mean, clearly Hal Richmond was dedicated to making it statistically accurate. But it, to me, Stratomatic is a strategy game, right? It's a strategy game. I'm going to set up – I'm going to set up my line. I'm going to move guys into zone two. I'm going to drop guys into zone three. And and you're going to try to take advantage of that with a, a flat pass to the halfback. If I vacated a zone, there's a, there's a chess match happening in stratomatic that I think is, is uh, beyond the statistical accuracy, right. When you play it. All right. So solo, no big deal. Solo's elementary. You call a play, you roll the dice, you check a team defensive card. It's, it's, it's going to be pretty accurate. Right. Status pro football, uh, I mean, I, I I probably played more of that as a kid growing up than anything. Status Pro to me uh, was again, you had a little chess match going, but it was almost it, it was designed in such a way that I could glance down and see Marcus Allen, see my offensive line, look at his defense, and pretty much know that I could abuse Marcus Allen, right? I could I could run Marcus Allen until the cows came home, right? He's a zero stamina. He's got a 100 breakaway. Uh, I've got plus threes across my line. They're going to have to key him and they're going to have to key him and they're going to have to key him. Well, uh, you know, and so, but I always felt status pro football was less chess match. Des, the, despite its shifting of players, it was less chess match than say stratomatic in my experience. Uh, Appa uh, again, I can't speak head to head because I've never, I've only played ahead head maybe three times mm-hmm. um, app to me is um, I think it, I think it manages to do all of it. What, what blew my mind when I got Apple back, uh, you know, this first two weeks ago when I got it in the mail, I, I had not realized with the first time I played it that I, I literally had every single player rated to do run, pass, kick, everybody. Therefore, therefore I could, I could set as, if I was in a league, I could set up my kicking team, my kick return team, my punt team, my punt return team, my place kicking team, my field goal kicking team, my offensive team, my my uh, three wide receiver set team, my my three back team, my nickel D by just setting my lineups.
1: All right, exactly. Brilliant. That's that, and that's that's you know some people like all the cards, some people. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, sure. because because you know there there are there is a generic sense to a lot of those um, you know the Numbers. linemen yeah I mean sure, there's there, sure. you know, they don't have a stat they don't have they didn't catch a pass and do a fumble recovery right. the yard, so stuff like that I mean there's but it's interesting I'm glad that you ran through all the games like that and their engines that are kind of mechanics right. um, I wonder if you know as you do that do you try to incorporate any of those games or you you know you are, mean you as I designed
0: put- yeah.
1: And do you, is your game customizable or do you? Oh, you can,
0: anything I make, I make hoping people will tweak it to suit them. Right. Uh, I try to make them break proof where you can't really break it. Right. Uh, but I design all my games. I have an intent. So I never designed a game to copy another game or to mimic another game. Uh, my rule one is it has to feel like the sport or the, or the thing I'm, I'm creating. It has to be accessible and it has to be, uh, uh, teachable pretty easily. Um, I now I'm trying to make more games that require dice than cards because dice are accessible and dice last forever. Uh, fast action cards. I used to love them because all that information was in one card flip, man. I used to, that's why I made my game of fast action. It's like, man, I got everything right here. I don't need none of that other stuff. Now it's like, dude, uh, well, I don't want to shuffle cards, man. I don't want to, I don't want to mess around with cutting new ones every time these get old and ragged. When we were kids, status pro football, I mean, uh, in status pro football, you know, we we used, we used to eat Tombstone Pizza while we were playing, right? And you get you get a tomato stained thumbprint on a card, and then guys would go, "Damn it! Now we know what that card is." You know, <laughs> you know, and so you found yourself, in a way, uh, over the course of a, of a summer, those cards would get ruined, right, with with stains and things, and that just doesn't happen with dice. <laughs> no, exactly.
1: No, they can get lost. They can fly across the room, but. You swallow them. You know, if you're
0: not I, careful, you might choke on one. Right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Dice, uh, the dangers of dice. There needs to be the a PSA on dicks. this. So, are you uh, talking about a couple of other games there, I didn't want well, You mentioned second season. Uh, you're actually, you are actually said that one of your Desert Island uh, football games are second season express and grid zone turf wars.
0: Yeah, yep. I, am, I have never, and I've, I've made a video talking for an hour on GridZone. Uh, I made a video talking about genre-defining games, games that define the hobby mm-hmm. uh, for a person. I don't mean define it for everybody. I mean define it for me. For me, the first thing I ever learned from my brother was Bowlbound, bound uh, And then I transitioned because I love pro football. I transitioned to Pater pretty quick. Uh, and then we discovered at 12 – status pro that was a genre that was a game defining hobby defining game for me title bout was a hobby defining game for me and that's generally who whatever you first fall in love with you know you ask stratomatic guys no matter what they're doing today they're going to say that was the game that that bar, that brought them to the hobby and you can't knock people for their favorite games you just can't do it i think it's it's brilliant so you know for me um You know, for me, it's, uh, it is a matter of um, at this stage, I'm 51, uh, and I like to be able to complete as much as I can. So, for instance, I love APA. Uh, I've only been able to finish uh, two games. I'm in the middle of my third game. It takes me a little time to do it. I'll get faster. It takes me time to do it. In the same amount of time, I can play my game, Flash Football. I, heck, I finished an entire playoff series in one afternoon, right? Um, grid zone. I can play a full game in 20 minutes and second season express. I can play a full game now in about 17 minutes. So speed is big. I don't want to sacrifice details. I don't want to sacrifice the sense that I'm playing the sport. Um, so those, that's why those are desert Island games for me is because they give me speed, accuracy, details, and simplicity. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, does that mean they're the best? Oh, and I would never declare the best for other people. Everybody has their best. Uh, does that mean they're even my, I mean, if I had nothing but time and I had buddies to play with, would it be Apple? Would it be status pro? Would it be stratomatic? I don't know. It would be, it would be the best fit to play with other human beings. Maybe, I mean, I play exclusively now solitaire, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I, where I live now, I don't have any friends that would play tabletop sports games. Right. And, uh, you know, I kind of like that, right? That's why I invented my game originally as a solitaire game because I played a lot of solitaire stuff, mm-hmm. um, grid zone. I, you know, I can't, def- I can't decide, you know, it's funny because people wrinkle their nose. Number one, it's a fictional sport and they wrinkle their nose. Uh, it's fictional. But the experience, I have never had anything like it. And I'm, I'm referring to not the sport. Yeah. Okay. You'll get used to whatever the sport is. It's not that it's fictional because uh, normally I can't tolerate fictional stuff because there is, it's not couched in anything I can recognize. So I have nothing invested in speedball. What the hell, is speedball? Right? I have nothing invested in speedball. Right? So this looks like football. It feels like uh, it feels like arena football on a hundred yard field. The scoring is different, but because I know it's football, I can see it in my mind's eye. I know what's happening. I instantly recognized it. So it's not really that fictional. Especially when there's seven man football being played out there in the world today. Right? So we know it exists. It's this. It's this combination of the speed in which we, def- we we get the results from the charts, uh, the, the linear dice, uh, the effect of the rating matchups, and what it produces narratively through that process. And then we take it to the next level through a career mode where we watch players go up and down. They actually get old. They actually get better. They actually get worse. They leave your team as a free agent. You have no control over it. There is a certain experience I'm having with grid zone And I remember I run a, I actually run a 12 human being owned league. I've been running, I mean, we're in our 16th season. I run that through a Facebook group. And I, those, those, those PFL games are actually people's teams. I'm the commissioner. I play those games and grid zone is utterly solitary. You make no calls, zero calls. You roll the dice, the dice tell you that that team has thrown the ball versus a blitz. And I roll and check the charts for the guys. They set up what's called a PCM, which is their playbook. And that's locked for the season. And I just roll the dice. And so if my brother, my brother, for instance, has a great quarterback. So he has more passes on that, on that chart. So I roll a six it's a pass versus, and here's the brilliant thing about grid zones, solitaire play call system. Hmm. That team's offensive play call dictates their opponent's defensive call against them. Interesting. So Interesting. what that means, and this, this, again, to me, is sophisticated. Why is this sophisticated? It's super simple. It's the most elegant solo play call system I've ever seen. <laughs> Why is it? Because it's super simple. And because we all know what happens in football when, I'm, when it's third and two against John Riggins. Everybody in the world knows John Riggins is getting the ball, right? That, the way that's set up, it assumes the defensive isn't stupid. They're going to call a, an appropriate amount of plays to stop the appropriate amount of passes. So my brother says, I want to throw the ball five times. And I say, that's awesome, but you're going to run into the defense five times. So he can't get away from creating his own defensive monster. So I want to abuse the pass, but you're going to get caught in pass defenses. Mm -hmm. So it it, Mm -hmm. it keeps you from cheating the system. It's it's genius.
1: That's interesting. You know, that's, they've, a lot of the solitaire development with APA is assuming that you're calling offense. You want to call, You know, I'm a Steeler fan of Franco Harris, Rocky Blyer, up the gut or whatever. And you're going to roll to allocate your defense. In the old days, they, you know, one or two was a roll was for the light line, two or three or four, the medium, four, five or six, the heavy line. Now they've got for years, there was uh, something called the Fletch 67 defense, which let you weight the points and determine. But but really, you know. And, and APA terms really quickly is, just you know, if you've got a 34 or 31 to 34 point defense, you know, you've already baked in their inability. It's not as though they don't know what to do in a run or a pass. It's just they're, they're not capable of executing. That's it. But, you know, that it's, it feels like the, so the grid, uh, grid zone turf war seems like they've kind of built that in. It's like, you know what the defense is going to do, but can it really right. be right. effective?
0: Yeah. And then grid zone uses uh, uh, a linear die. So here's the thing I have, I have a great, I, and so it, ma- it calls up matchups. So I have the highest rated left tackle in the game. I, I, I roll pass versus pass. I go to that chart. I roll the D 12, the D 12. If it's a high number offense is going to probably get something. If it's a low number, the defense is going to be, is going to probably do something. If it's in the middle, it's kind of a crap shoot, but let's say I have a plus three tackle and I roll a five and it says is my left tackle Greater than that left their deep right end. If it is, then it says one a 10-yard pass, or it might say uh might say 50-yard pass, right? My left tackle has just buried that end Mm. and my quarterback's been able to complete a bomb, right? So I start to visually see the X's and O's of the game unfold, and it's a linear die roll. So it, you can have a brilliant team and roll a lot of. I, I'm rolling a lot of bad rolls, and guys, uh, guys watching at home are pulling their hair out, going, Damn it, Jay, quit rolling twos, man!" You know, because my team should be whooping these guys, right? Yeah. So it's, it's there is this fun to the fact that we have no control over it. It's they set their, they draft their teams, they set their lineups, they set their play calls, and then I play every game for them. And then at the end of the season, they, they they're going to go through off season charts they can't control. Then we have a draft where they can draft to fill holes or to fix holes. Then they set their new playbook and we do it again and they're locked. So if they have an injury at quarterback, they're stuck. That quarterback is replaced by a zero backup and he's stuck there the rest of the year. If they lose a guy for the season. So it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a really interesting dynamic for league play uh, when it comes to football. As I told my wife and I told this to Gary, you know, again, Gary, this will be no surprise to Gary as Gary's in the league with me and we just did a draft. And I looked at Gary and I said, you know, I'm going to tell you, Gary, I think you have invented for me personally, uh, one of the most, the most amazing things I've ever seen in my life and played in my life and experienced in my life, but damn it. Why didn't you make it real football? (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, because I didn't want it to be real football. You can't argue with that. Right. Why did I make flash football without quarterbacks? Because I wanted you to be the quarterback. So design intent is the key. Now, if it comes down to what I what I would do if I uh, retired today and I had nothing but time, I would probably sit down to to bang out every snap of every game of every moment of the 1958 season, right? And I would choose Appa to be right to right now to, to make that argument. Appa for me would be the perfect uh, device for that event for me. Interesting. Interesting. And I, you know, here's the thing: I love how Appa rates their defense. Hmm. Um, I love how it, how it, it changes the variable opportunity of yardage based on field position Mm -hmm. because it's, because statistically in history, it's a fact. It's a fact that where you're at on the field affects averages because defenses change how their attitudes, whether we talk about it or not, it's true. Whether Mm -hmm. offenses throw the ball more from the five or they throw the ball more from the 30, we all know most teams aren't about to do something stupid, throwing the ball from their own five. Now, That was in the day. Now, nowadays, you don't know what teams are going to do, right? Right. Tom Brady may throw the ball (laughs) 62 times, no matter where he's at, right? Right. So it's hard to argue uh, that play call, uh, situational play calling is utterly different than it was, uh, you know, when football really originated. When Apple was invented, for instance, uh, uh, what what did Apple football come out? 58? 58, right. 58. So what what did the designer of Apple football have for him to base it on? only the thirties the forties and the fifth up to 58 to design his football game. Right. When I sit down to design a football game today, I'm a head scratch. Game. well, am I designing this new modern drew Brees gets 5,000 yards passing, ain't even trying. Mm. Uh, am I designing the running back might touch the ball 10 times a game now? Am I designing? Well, my top back only allowed to touch the ball 10 times cause he might get hurt or is this night like, is this, is this Frank Harris getting 360 carries? I'm now looking at eras of football. What I, I can't create one pro football game now, right? Um, and I just saw one of our community guys. Uh, I won't say who. Just do a rant on Apple. And,
1: <laughs> we all know.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and I I cracked up because, you know, I don't want to I don't want to get into it, but I no, cracked no. up because, it it's taking it's like it, you're you're taking out of context. How the game was designed. We can redesign Apple, but then we lose traditional classic Apple, in my opinion. I don't want to see Mm. Apple. I wouldn't want to see it totally redesigned Mm. to fit modern football. And my argument to some of the things in that video was uh, he was something about it's not designed for me to have five right receivers set. Yeah, you can put receivers in all of the skilled positions boxes, right?
1: Well, you know, and, and and just to be clear, too, for those who may not, you know, I mean, this is we've, we focus on Apple football. But for those yeah. who, uh, you know, they came out in, in 1983 with the 1982 season, they came out with the full base uh, football master game. Yeah. So let like, you do the three wides and the two types, right. and the nickel right. dime, right. Um, it, you know, came out a few years after the, uh, the baseball master game. Right. And they've still tweaked the charts a bit, you sure. know, expanded kick results. Well, now, I, I mean, to. Now, yeah. do, do you put four or five wides in? Yeah, you can do that. And, and you know, as Greg Barrett points out, the great solo replayer. Yeah, yeah. That becomes your that's your pro set. If your pro base offense is a three wide, then that's what you got or a two tights or whatever. I don't that's even know exactly. if they're really they're not really doing two tights now as much, are they? Nope. No. no. I mean that that we've evolved yet again. Yeah. Not not only that, but you now you've got the CFL and the uh the XFL and the USFL coming yeah. back next year. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, there's oh, yeah. a whole nother world of, you know,
0: and that's not counting college, which is 99% spread offenses. Now, unless we're talking about little schools, division two schools, yeah. listen, uh, spread offenses for the most part is that's all that's happening in college yeah. football. Yeah. And, you
1: it's know, it's, it, well, and you know, is it, and is it more geared to just show, you know, shoving offense and offense and offense down your throat? I prefer a six to three game, you know? Yeah. I like oh, that. brother.
0: It's what I said. I mean, we can't change where we come from. We can't change that we're, we're old guys. Right. <laughs> uh, I have, I have my aesthetic and I have my, and I don't I only have a, a visual aesthetic, but I have a, I have a potential, I have a, I have a particular football aesthetic. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I do prefer 1978 or back when it comes to yeah. X's and O's, when it comes to philosophies, uh, the birth of the so-called West Coast offense existed with Sid Gilliam prior yeah. to the, Bill Walsh making it famous. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, Bill Walsh might have taken it to another level at Cincinnati. And then when he went to San Fran, he won some Super Bowls that uh, instantly put him on the map. And mm-hmm. those aren't bad offenses. Those are those were brilliant offenses. And they they created the zone blitz because of it. And it wiped quarterbacks out. I mean, there was a period, what, 88? They had the 16 starting quarterbacks knocked out or 18 mm-hmm. quarterbacks knocked out in that season. Because teams said they're dropping three steps. So the beautiful thing about football is we go, okay, you're going to invent a three-step drop, then we're going to zone zone blitz you, and we're going to kill your quarterback. Well, they did. And then the NFL says we got to fix this, you know? So defensive coaches aren't going to sit back and let you kill them. They're going to do something about it. And that's the beautiful thing about the evolution of the sport, right? right? The problem is, and there's no problem, football today is what football's evolved into. There's no problem with that. Board games, though, depending on where you get them, if you take my flash football and you do, you pull up the 1950s teams and you pull up the modern teams, you're going to see nothing but plus pass defenses. So when I made the 2020 charts for the guys in the Facebook group and I gave it away, I said, here they are. Remember, guys, this is based on my formulas for my game. Every pass defense is plus two. There is no pass defense in 2020 Mm -hmm. in my game, right? They're going to get plus two to everything. And if somebody says, that's crazy. Oh, is it? Is it really? How many quarterbacks threw for 4,500 yards? How accurate is my game? It's pretty <laughs> freaking accurate. <laughs> yeah. But is yeah. there any dynamic to that? Nope. There's no subtle nuance to it, but let's talk about the subtle nuance. In my opinion, the subtle nuance of let's say the 91 Eagles, was it 90? Is it the 90 Eagles and the 90, um, uh, uh, Cowboys, right. The subtle nuances of those two teams, right. Right, right. Pretty, epic.
1: Well. <laughs> pretty epic.
0: Right. So they're yeah. subtle, but it's epic in the subtlety. Well, nowadays, uh, you know, again, if you don't throw for 4,000 yards, you're pretty pedestrian. If well, you run for, if you run for 1500, wow, whew, you're amazing.
1: Well, that's it. I think they did start to come back a bit with the twin backs, you know, yeah. or the big, yeah. you know, you know, the beast mode, Marshawn Lynch kind of a thing. I yeah. mean, if you go back talking about 78, I mean, yeah. back in in the area of being sentient about sports, I mean, the Cowboys were like the outer space, you know, with yeah. the, the shifts and the shotgun, you know, but, you know, I, I mean, personally, we missed. You know, yeah. the 50 Rams, you know, the Tom, you know, the uh, fears and Hirsch kind of a thing, you know, or well, Sammy ball. I mean,
0: I was talking to uh, Gary Brown when he was, I helped him play test his 1980s uh, grid zone set. So he made the 1980 NFL for grid zone. What if these teams were in grid zone? And so I loved the idea and I helped him, oh. but I explained to him, I pulled out my, one of my stat books that, t- that shows the statistics based on day uh, year or decade, there were more touchdowns thrown in the fifties than there were in any decade up to the 19 what uh 90s late 90s they were throwing more touchdown passes in the nfl in the 50s people have no idea right they they assume 50s was 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 crippled now they wasn't it was far from crippled now they threw interceptions but they were far from crippled when they passed the ball yeah the rams my god the 50 what the 1960s chargers and the rams were remarkable yeah
1: yeah Yeah. i mean the whole NFL. oh yeah it's
0: amazing Many more in 1958 averaged 7.3 yards per carry.
1: Yeah, so, you know, (laughs) (laughs) the offense – Offense was happening. I mean, they, they, you know, you you tend to emphasize the 10 greatest hits and all that kind of yeah. thing, yeah. you know, and that roving maniacal middle yeah. linebacker and all that. Yeah. I got to mention uh, the game, the book games that changed the game. I'm sure you've read that one. Yeah. I mean, like a yeah. hundred times over. Jaworski yes. did such a brilliant job talking about yeah. the eras of the game for anyone that hasn't read that. That's a must have on your shelf.
0: Absolutely. And the, by no means, uh, my conversation about my favorite aesthetic of football, uh, because it's it's an aesthetic from from the past, has, is not a is not a declaration of how bad football is today. It's not football's different, and right. it's not different in a bad way. It's different in a different way, right? Um, and so when I take App on, I look at it. And Remember, I'm I got the basic set. I didn't want the master set, because I'm gonna be playing solo. I don't need all that. I can substitute things like that. So I have the basic edition. Uh, I honestly am uh, using defense. Uh, I'm literally, uh, I was rolling the random thing and I said, "You know, this is ridiculous. Uh, they have ratings for their defense. So for instance, the Packers are like a 31 defensive team. They're already accounting for how bad the Packers were. So I'm literally just saying, well, listen, this is third and one, the Packers aren't going to ever be in anything other than a ground defense. So I put them in the ground defense. I'm not going to make any bones about that. And uh, the Packers, if, if they're if they're facing Johnny, U and company, they got to find a way to stop Amiche and uh, Lenny Moore on an inside run with a 31 D. And I think it works beautifully. You know, so I'm calling offenses and I just put them in the right D. And their ratings still impact uh, much of that quality of that index, you know, that index score. Right, yeah.
1: right. I'm going to be curious as you maybe proceed with APA. Uh, I know we're so centric here, but um, if you, you know, in terms of the what ifs, you know, playing a, uh, you know, the 58 uh, Colts versus the, even if you want to play them against the 70 Colts or something like that, you know, and then and, and to that point, I guess, you know, as you maybe depending on how far you go with that, but I'm curious because you are, you know, you're an athlete, you own a fitness business, and I'm curious about athletics, talking about eras, talking about the human body not only the evolution of the game mentally uh also in terms of competition for building fan base i mean obviously it's showy people you know the those guys used to be selling cars in the off season now these kids are from from peewee until yep. you know the end yep. of their career they are groomed the nutrition the yep. medicine the regime the, everything is so different but i wonder physically uh, how different, you know, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, you know, I was talking to Howie Mooney about Canadian Football League. It's a bigger field. So you've yeah. got guys maybe a little lighter. As I recall in the 60s, 70s, you had Purple People Eaters, uh, Fearsome Forest Steelers even. They they kept these linemen a bit more trim yeah, to get them mobile, right? Yeah. Um, they started dropping Bud Carson had a very light middle line backer. Lambert starts dropping him 20 yards back yep. um, in coverage. Then yep. you've got the three, four coming back, even though the AFL had the three-four. Yep. So you've got your more mobile backers and those beef guys way up front right. and the hogs on the yep. O line. Yep. Now I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong again, I think, you know, some of that era, you know, I think if you would added, I wonder if you would added, say, 40 pounds to these guys in the 60s you know
0: there's a book called the physics of football Hmm. written by a scientists uh in uh i think it's nebraska if you want to know the truth about dick butkus versus ray lewis read that book right dick butkus according to their formulas studying film down uh, how fast he moves how far, how far he goes and where he hits guys and where, and they're using math formulas on film based on height, weight, et cetera. Dick Buck is still has the hardest hit in the history of the game. According to the film they have. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ray Lewis, pretty remarkable man. Was one of the fastest big, uh, I would say big middle linebackers in history, mm-hmm. but th- listen, what's really changed in, in my opinion, as far as athletes so number one, uh, people say we're bigger, faster, stronger. Yes. Uh, that a lot of that's nutrition. A lot of that is dedication to these guys are now paid enough that they can exercise year round period. Right. Uh, so that, so they are professional athletes, which means they've got to be teaching, treating themselves like professionals year round. So training is the big part, right? Health. Uh, you know, when you're, when you're ja- Joe Namath and you hurt your, you blow your knee out right before the draft and you're getting surgery before the New York jets gamble $250,000 on you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the scar tissue alone changes Joe Namath's mobility. Now, scar tissue with, with physical therapy and training is not even remotely an issue for repairing ACLs. It's it's rehab, infection, uh, and then and then getting that scar tissue. So we didn't know uh, you know, scar tissue, we now know how to eradicate. We actually know how to just get rid of scar tissue. Joe Namath was crippled from scar tissue, right? So Things have just come a long way in every possible way, but I would argue this: Bob Lilly, in my opinion, dominant. Bob Lilly today would dominate in pro football, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. absolutely dominate. You know, Uh, but they weren't. These guys weren't. This is the funny thing about watching old film. And I, I always tell people, don't you can't look at statistics because statistics don't tell you anything. You need to look at game film. If you want to know what Johnny Unitas looked like, watch the film. Watch it in not slow-mo. Watch it in real time. Watch how quickly he dropped, set, fired. And tell me how different he looks from guys today, right? Uh, tell me tell me when he threw that slant whether it looked a lot different than Joe Montana. No. I mean, these guys were very much the same quality professional athlete. Yes. I mean, what, what's changed is X's and O's. And, 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 uh, I think guys are bigger. If you want a big 435 pound athlete, now you can get one back then. Good luck finding a 435 pound athlete.
1: Sure, sure, sure.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But, but if you, but most linebackers will still function at the 220 to 240 range in the NFL. Back then they were going to function between 215 and maybe 235. We're talking 15 pounds. Uh, you know, we're talking inches eh, most of the, the average height of, uh, of the, of the American population. I don't think's changed much over 50 years. Uh, you might argue weights change a little bit muscle mass, but again, these guys train you around, right. um, what I noticed. So when I first coached first time I coached 12 year old, 12 year old kids, eighth grade football, my buddy says, Jason, I'm a head coach. I want you to come out and help me with the defense. I said, okay, do I get control of the defense? He says, absolutely. I came out to twelve. These were twelve-year-old kids. You know what I taught these kids? Two things were my priority. Ta- t- uh, three, technically, but two. I wanted them to tackle. Duh, duh. Fundamentals. We're going to tackle. We're going to make sure our head is up so we don't break our neck. We're going right. to make sure you tackle right. right. I taught them one simple thing, and we shut out. We literally went undefeated and shut out every single opponent. A fumbled return in the championship game gave a, a team six points against it. Was the only thing we gave up. the whole year i taught them pursuit angles Mm -hmm. i taught 12 year old children how to pursue the ball so they weren't outrun they wouldn't take the wrong angle and be outrun by another kid every single time right and we destroyed people pursuit angles changed football it's and when you watch on sunday when you watch on sunday watch college teams good coaches Mm -hmm. when you see the big play and you see the breakaway I promise you, if it isn't a missed tackle, it's bad pursuit angles. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think we see less bad pursuit angles today than we did in the broken field 50s.
1: Sure. Sure. Yeah. Because, I mean, you, you, I mean, they had game film where they were starting that Paul Brown, right. Yeah. And whatnot. But I mean, mm-hmm. the, the, it's kind of like that movie in baseball, I should know it, but you know, where they're really going about the, you know, the deep numbers averages, or now with golf strings, swings and isometrics whatever, I mean, yeah. biometrics, yeah. I mean, but the physics, it's like billiards. they, the physics, the linear, uh, you know, the relation of lines,
0: the geometric angles never change hmm. physics never changes. And when you read that book about about Brady, it breaks down Brady's IQ, the mm. intangibles. So it talks about we talk about intangibles. I wonder, intangibles? Well, they're intangibles. Uh, his IQ, his ability geometrically to throw the perfect pass at the perfect trajectory in a blink of an eye is measurable. You can measure it. You can measure it. That makes Tom Brady special, whether we like him or not. It, you can measure it by looking at the game film, right? So they measured it with, with actual science, uh, a sap, you know, there's a great thing. So this is what's remarkable about the book. And they talk about, so when you take the average man, this was written in the, I think 2000 it was published in 2000. I think it was probably written between, uh, I don't know how long it took him to write the book, but they talked about the trenches. So in that two yards in which they fire off and hit each other, they hit each other with a quarter ton worth of, I mean, a, a full ton worth of hitting every single snap it's a car wreck every single snap for those guys when it's when it's drive blocking right so why are we also seeing the pass more because it's better to stand up and back pedal and defend with your hands than to get lit up every time you know because the great center of the steelers suffered unfortunately brain damage from all the years of cracking noggins right the brilliant center for the steelers and uh, so i think part of the reason we see passing more it's a little safer in the long run
1: What's your take on the helmets and helmet or no helmet and the, the whole, uh, you know, how to told, fix concussions.
0: I told my buddy in 96, they should take pads off these guys. We should play football like rugby. Hmm. Ruggers have concussions. Ruggers wear some helmets to protect the ears and head. But if you want to put an end to this stuff, you got to remove the pads. You got to minimize the pads. I don't think you can protect the brain. I mean, I've had multiple concussions. I've, I've had. Uh, 46 stitches into my skull as a, you know, I've, I've had multiple concussions. I've had, a, I've lost a day of memory. I had a concussion. I suffered for a year, a post-concussion syndrome yeah. with blood on my brain for a year. Um, I know, I absolutely know. And they were all flag football. They were all, all these came to me in flag football, wow. uh, you know, from bad, uh, collisions that were accidents. They weren't purposeful. My brain was bashing against my skull, no matter how we how, no matter how you dissect the helmet, your brain crashes against your skull. Mm-hmm. So unless they find a way to keep your brain from moving, good luck.
1: Oh, interesting, interesting. I- moving on, speaking of... Uh... The wonderful world of violent contact sports right. that, that voyeurs get to kind of enjoy while these right. these poor guys are you know trying to earn a living here. Right. Uh, talking about boxing, I remember one of your video videos. You've got uh, Glory Days Boxing. I think yeah. in your stack you also had uh, the Legends of Boxing, and yeah, of course her. we talked titled about. In terms of translating a real physical thing into board games, how do those boxing games do? How do they perform and how do they do it and who does it best?
0: Uh, so but I think the biggest challenge for boxing, and I say this because I've invented my own, is rating boxers. You only have a handful of statistics to rate boxers. Wins, losses, draws, knockouts. No. Right? That's it. It's Where are your statistics to rate boxers, right?
1: Well, outside so, of physical reach and, you know. You
0: know yeah, height, hmm. weight, reach, weight class, correct. But boy, how do you rate the power. Well, you base that on a percentage of knockdowns in their career versus wins or right. So that's already that of itself is a miracle to me how brilliant these two guys, Gary Brown and Anthony, have rated these boxers. It's pretty remarkable. Uh, the visceral portion for me, uh, what makes it physical and visceral is the blow by blow toe to toe exchanges. Right. So the Alzat game, Return of the Champ, does this remarkably well, re- uh, re- uh, not Return of the Champ, uh, Championship Boxing, which is an uh, import. From Ozat, uh, which is Lamborn Games. Um, and so I've imported that. I've had that for years. Again, amazing. It, it uses a fast action deck. No, no dice, really. Uh, but again, it's that toe-to-toe physical exchange. So we have, that, we have that combative moment that makes it very visceral, very physical. Uh, Glory Days Boxing does this pretty good. Title Bout, uh, I think, does this very well. Uh, Legends of boxing is a little more abstract. Gary tends to make his games a little faster and a little more abstract. So legends of boxing doesn't quite to me have the same sense that we're watching two guys right here, right now. It's, it seems to be more truncated action in short bursts, if that makes sense. Uh, And that's, that's again, that's a design intent Gary didn't do it wrong. That's how he wanted his game. Right. So it works for me, for it to be physical and I've talked about this before. Second season express is an abstract football game because we don't know down, right? We don't know distance. We only call a play and we roll the dice to see if we get to keep playing. Right. That's not, that's foot. It's not football. Ironically. That's not football. Football is down a distance. Mm -hmm. Football is field position. Right. So my two favorite football games right now don't do that. Grid zone doesn't do that. Neither does second season express. Mm -hmm. It took me a long time to say, I'm not playing football here. Right. I have to visualize it. But when I play app ball, boy, I get down and distance. I get, I get uh, time on the clock, I get where we're at on the field. So we that's visceral, right? We're in it, man. We're in the trenches. I see Johnny at the line of scrimmage, it's third and one. I got a mecha in the backfield, it's fourth quarter. You know, there's 17, uh, you know, whatever there's seven minutes, 15 seconds left to play in the game. And I know I'm between those 30s. I got a certain advantage a yardage-wise, etc. Uh, Boxing is no different. Right. Uh, When it is when it is this sense of uh, uh, of uh, I think tactics is a big part of it. If you're going to play a head to head game. Am I am I inside? Am I outside? Am I covering up? Am I going for a knockdown? Am I trying to stay alive? Are those tactics exist? Those tactics exist in Ausat's game championship boxing. Very, very much. uh, It's punch by punch, blow by blow, pretty intense title bout, a little abstracted glory days, a little, a little more abstracted and legends of boxing's even more abstracted yet. They still have, they still have, uh, nine or so segments of, of three minutes. They still have those minutes broken into multiple segments in a round. Right. So for me, the physicality has to be the sense that I'm throwing punches, I'm blocking punches. Right. And, but most of those things are going to slow the game down. And your average game player, Uh, your average guy is going to say, I'll sacrifice some of those details for speed. And that's what second season express does. Right. Um, And I'm going to be honest, Keith's game. I've said this before. I found it. I was mesmerized by the ratings mesmerized by the depth and the quality. Uh, I I had no tolerance to play the game any, any period of time Mm -hmm. because it was so much for me, it was a lot of work to find out I ran for two yards or for an incomplete pass. And I've seen guys complain about APA. That's a lot of chart looking up and for the, you know, but it's not, it's not near what second season is. I mean, second season, I've got 40 pages I'm flipping through, right? Really? Oh, no, yeah, it's second, a, second season is a, a, it's a notebook of, of charts,
1: right? I've, I've got the, so I got up earlier, I was looking for that. I do have it. Yeah. And uh, and he actually has. I, I think you had mentioned he's got the uh, he's got the video review and it's kind of yep. weighted toward the the call stands. I think 6166 yep. is overturned. He does have in the latest version. the saw latest eight years ago probably is right. he's got the regional and seasonal weather charts in there. Oh, he, he does. He does. Well, I uh, yeah. He's I have one.
0: that, and I don't. I didn't even notice it. Well, that shows you how much I play second season.
1: Well, it's a, yeah. I mean, well, it is. It is not your mind. It's like it's and he's got rare plays for each of the types of offenses. Of calls so right. when Appa came out with its you know red ink chart in 83 it's like yeah. i mean it's a, an impressive number of um yeah uh options but i mean it's it's maybe a little
0: yeah
1: you you find out over time when you test your game how did you test your or test your games how many first of all i guess how many games have you designed what is your current roster and what kind of testing do you put in
0: oh well god i think i'm at uh I, I just released uh, racing time. I don't know. I think I'm at 15 games that I right, the Times that manufactured fears. published and, and per, per, given to people. Uh, so I start first with knowledge of the sport. And then if I don't have a great knowledge of the sport and I've fully admitted like uh, baseball and hockey are, are, are two things I don't have. It, I don't have, you know, when it comes to football, I consider myself uh, an amateur a historian and I consider myself a coach and knowledgeable coach ultimately because you know you don't read 40 books on coaching football from 1938 to the modern era and not know quite a bit about football mm. but in that sense football is easy for me football is easy for me and then I start then with statistical understanding of the sport statistically then I sit down to say what do I want to make that I want to play do I want to use dice what kind of dice how many dice do I want to have us curve do I want to use do I want to use a curve do I want to use linear dice uh, do I want to use cards? If I do, how many cards are going to constitute seconds? And if I'm going to do seconds like hockey, what is a, What is a card worth in my hockey game? Eight seconds, 10 seconds, two minutes, because I can truncate hockey into one minute per card and make a 20 minute deck of a hockey game plays in 20 cards, right? Per quarter. And I'm done with that hockey game and we're finished with a full hockey game in 15 minutes, right? So if I do that and I understand the probability of what can occur in hockey in one minute, I have to then set the probabilities. Of, of how many fights could occur in that one minute card, right? How many shots on goal could occur in that one minute card? How many, right? So then I have to break down the probabilities of what exists in a card flip. Right. Then I have to recognize, okay, I got that right. But the minute I pull a card out of the deck, I've just changed the probabilities, right? So the probabilities with a fast action deck actually change with the, every time you throw a card away, right? Mm-hmm. Every time you discard, you change the probabilities. So you need to understand that. So my flash football guy used to tell me this, it'll give you all the averages that you would expect from a pro football game when you look at the stats. But the game isn't based on averages, it's based on probabilities of the events of a certain amount of yardage occurring. Mm-hmm. And then the probabilities of a certain number of, of positions touching the ball, right? So that's how I designed flash football. So when you when you play a season out, you're gonna see the averages and things come out, right? Okay. So when I design, let's say, uh, and then I uh, like racing, for instance, I'm not going to try to quantify lap times. I don't care. Uh, there are guys out there that have made games that do quantify lap times. They do do a great job quantifying laps. Uh, that's, you know, I, I just want to quantify the excitement, uh, and the, and the ebb and the flow of a great race from the open wheel 1960s, uh, Grand Prix. Right. That's my, that's my thing. Uh, basketball, we have data, Boy, we have great statistical data on basketball every 48 minutes, We have data for 48 minutes. I can create a basketball game with percentile dice that would be perfectly accurate, just rolling percentile dice, right? So if we understand the percentiles, we can, we can simulate any sport with dice. Now I got to decide, well, how much do I want players to impact that? Then I have to have strategy. How does the strategy impact that? What's fun? Is it fun to just roll dice and say goal or do I want to, do I want to roll dice? Just watch the puck move around the ice. You know, so I decide, you know, my fast games, my time games, they're meant to truncate the game into very fast five minute games. So so we sacrifice tons of detail for for scores or for shots on goal or for or for total points or like the racing game for moving cards up and down the grid in a car racing game. Very simple. So I'm not trying to create simulators. I'm trying to create tabletop games that are that are palatable, fun, simple to teach, but also that are. Um, that feel like the sport are, are the sport we want to imagine in our mind, right? I've said it before. I had a friend argue with me about John Madden not being a simulator. You don't want a football simulator. You do not, you do not want a football video game simulator. You'd be bored out of your skull. Most people don't have a clue what goes into football on a snap by snap basis. They would be overwhelmed with what they do not know, right? <laughs> yeah. They know what they watch on TV and what the commentators right. have told them. They know certain things about statistical, uh, you know, they have opinions. We all have opinions, right. but they would be, they would be absolutely destroyed by the boredom of a, of a football simulator.
1: You know, it's, it's funny. I, I, uh, back when I started in 1979, I, I never played an organized sport I mean yeah um, <laughs> but I got a game a, a fairly well written book I thought on how to play football and it's pretty dry stuff and I remember if you remember the Americas game series you know all the Super Bowl winners yes sir uh, Madden talked about going to see a seminar by Vince Lombardi and he thought it's going to be amazing all the knowledge and he said they Vince talked about the sweep for four hours they took a yeah. lunch break and then came back and talked about the sweep I mean just that's that it. one you yeah. know <laughs>
0: that's it. And that's, you know, when people talk about Belichick, uh, you know, and the consistency Belichick's had, in my opinion, and I, my brother and I used to always have these wonderful conversations. We still do. You know, who is the best adjusting? Who is the best coach in history at adjusting at halftime? Who is the best coach at getting the best out of their talent? Who is the best coach at clock management? We love to have these conversations. Right. My brother and I, you know, who who's the best uh, the best coach at acquiring talent or value? You know, all these great things. To me, Belichick was the first coach that taught situational awareness to defensive players. And he and he drilled it into these guys. So his lowly third string nose tackle better know what the hell to do on third and three in this situation against this team. And I think that doesn't mean other coaches did not do it, but but it's clear that we've seen situational IQ in Belichick's teams are compared to the, let's put it this way in Belichick's era his players have a, a situational IQ that we're not seeing from other coaches but Talk that may you. not be that may that certainly may not be true if it was Chuck Noll may not be true if it was right I mean Chuck Noll may have had situational right we're talking about this era well, yeah uh, it, right I, I think it's kind of like watching uh Sean Sean uh, what's his name what's the young kid that was coaching the Rams or is coaching the Rams
1: Oh, darn. <laughs> I uh, LaFleur I
0: is another fine example. You know, these guys are great young head coaches in the NFL. They're brilliant at certain things, but they lack a certain perspective on, on what came before that would be an answer to the dilemma they're having right now. For instance, yeah. when I watched the Tampa Bay Buccaneers destroy Kansas City in the Super Bowl with pressure, yeah. yes, we can make excuses. Oh, he's got a bad toe. All oh, this, all oh, that. At no point did Andy Reid adjust and and keep in a second back or a second tight end to help protect his young quarterback. Mm -hmm. So those are skills that Dan Don Shula would have made that change in two sweet seconds. Joe Gibbs would have made that change in two sweet seconds. Yeah, right. They would have said, "Oh, we're keeping in that. We're going to bring in a second tight end and give this kid help. We're gonna we're gonna keep Kelsey in. We're gonna sacrifice Kelsey's. Think about it." How many passes did Kelsey catch that were irrelevant in that game? Yeah. <laughs> every, every one of them. Right. Every one of them were four yard passes. Who gives a shit? Yeah.
1: For,
0: for, for what it led to, it led to him being chased and harassed into bad passes most of the game. So, what if you'd sacrificed Kelsey as a pass catcher and kept him in? What then? We'll never know because Andy Reid would not use traditional. X's and
1: O's. Well, now, you know, and it's also, I mean, you've got this committee. I mean, we've certainly gone past the era of, I mean, the Bear Bryant. I mean, you've always had assistant coaches, but I mean, in the past 20 years, it's gone beyond off the charts. I wonder how that affects, you've got all that information there and you're flipping through actual overhead game footage, but if you're not, how, how are more people not making better adjustments more often?
0: right well they're making adjustments based on what the opponent is giving them hmm. right so you know it's funny uh, every coach is different some coaches say listen this is what we do best they're gonna we're gonna have to win this way or we don't win hmm. uh, they're gonna have to stop us at what we do best or we're not gonna do it belichick always says what do they do best we're gonna take it away he hmm. finds a way every week to say i don't care if they beat us running they will not beat us with tom brady uh, i mean with uh uh, Peyton Manning they'll beat us running but they will not beat us with Peyton Manning and he achieves it and he's won how many titles because of it no. now granted he's had help uh, my brother and I always talked about this name the best quarterback coach combinations in history mm. that were able to win Super Bowls without each other it's rare Brady mm. just proved he could win without Belichick mm. Peyton Manning proved he could win without the Colts right mm. uh, but it's rare that Chuck Knoll ever went won before Bradshaw or after Bradshaw Mm-hmm. Bradshaw never won before Manol or after Noel. Mm-hmm. uh, John, uh, Montana never won without, uh, uh, Bill Walsh. So it's, it's remarkable how these things go hand in hand. Coaches cannot necessarily be successful. Now. I mean, it's a handful, right? There's a handful of coaches who did. Wee Bubank, you know, one with Johnny Unitas and he won uh, with, uh, with, uh, Broadway Joe, right? You, we, Bubank's one of the few guys who, and he also won two of the biggest upsets in history, right? Yeah.
1: yeah. I
0: mean, uh, not upsets, uh, the 58 game was not an upset, but it was a great game. And then of yeah, course I'm the upset up. game. Uh, So there's a handful of these coaches uh, that um, I think defy uh, – for instance, LaFleur – I'll talk about LaFleur last year in the Green Bay game. Uh, So it's fourth and three. I think they're at the, what, 12-yard lines, fourth and three. There's two minutes to play. And he decides to kick the field goal, okay, Uh, against the team with with Tom Brady. Down by seven. He's going to kick the field goal, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So his thinking is, we're going to somehow stop Tom Brady in the next two minutes. We're going to get the ball back, probably around the 50 to the 55. And somehow Aaron Rodgers is going to make up 50-something yards and a touchdown to win the game. Mm -hmm. So he took the ball on fourth and three at the 12 out of the hands of the best quarterback in football. Right? Bad idea. Bad idea. I, it cost them in my opinion it cost them yeah.
1: and again it goes, does it not go back to probabilities i mean if yep. you've got this person you know so let me you,
0: let me let me recommend a, a book and i've talked about this on my channel but let me recommend a book go i'm sorry go ahead and finish no no that,
1: that's just saying that you know you know you've got to understand what you've got and what the likelihood i mean the game itself is the probabilities you don't you know the more you throw the more you you threaten yep. to give away the ball, et cetera, et cetera, and, and situational, situ- yeah, situational situations, yeah. Yes.
0: I don't know if you can <laughs> see this. I may have to turn off my background.
1: I know. I hate when that, uh, but uh, we'll, we'll throw this up in a podcast first and figure the rest later.
0: <laughs> this book uh, changed my view and my my uh, life on football. Matter of fact, this book came to me uh, shortly before I finished all of my production on Flash for One. I can't, there it is. It's called Hidden Game, Hidden of, football. Game of Football. Okay. And where people make a mistake is they see it, it talks about fantasy football at the top, a winning yeah. edge for fantasy football. I hate fantasy football. I despise fantasy football. Yeah. I didn't buy this for nonsense about winning fantasy football. I bought it for how this particular group of people, Bob Carroll, Pete Palmer, and John Thorne, break down actual probabilities of who will score next and the probabilities of what a sack means, uh, what an interception means, etc. cetera. Uh, I don't know if you can get it now. It's probably out of print, but this to me changed uh, how I viewed football. Interesting. And and, and when I watch football, I never watch it now without going through all these probabilities. When I watch on a Sunday, I go through these probabilities in my head. So if Lafleur had read this book, he would have known, guess who the next team to score was going to be, even if he failed on fourth and three, Mm. the green Bay Packers would have been the next team to score. Even if they failed on that fourth and three, Because Tom Brady would have got the ball back on his own 12. They would have still had two minutes to play with three timeouts. And Tom Brady most likely would have been maybe just conservative enough that the Packers would have got the ball back anyway Mm -hmm. on the 45 or the 50. And they would have still been the the next highest probability to score. Right? So kicking the field goal changed the probability that the next team to score would be the Buccaneers. Uh, See? But – he hasn't read this book.
1: <laughs> well, plus, and now you've also got the emotion of the game going on. Sure here, you do. It. So there's all that. I mean, that's yeah. the under pressureness kind of a thing. Oh, but if either. you just
0: ask me, if it's Johnny Unitas fourth and three in the big game, yeah. uh, and I'm looking, I've got a quarterback that I, I have all the faith in the world in, I'm not taking the ball out of his hands. And I'll be honest, here's the other reason. If he fails to run for that or he fails to complete a pass for that, he has to live with it for the rest of the offseason. Dave LaFleur is going to have to live with this the rest of his life. That he took the balls out. He took the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands.
1: I mean, you know, I'm, I'm going to get. You know, you say what you will about Bradshaw. I mean, he's yep. the, one of the greatest big game. Yep. They're going to talk yep. about his TD to interception ratio, but when you saw him in that '78 season, you know, and I still think Super Bowl 13 yep. is one of the top 10, despite all Thanks. the great games we've had. But yep. all that Hall of Fame talent. I mean, from the coaches down. You know, and Bradshaw, yeah. and you've got the questionable interference call, and you got this and that, you know, but, I mean, Bradshaw. That's football.
0: That's yeah. football. Yeah. yeah.
1: You know, listen. you got again, probabilities, and you factor it in. That's the cost of doing business.
0: Listen, that game, listen, that game, I mean, how many Hall of Famers were in that game? 15?
1: Something like that, yeah.
0: 15 or 17 Hall of Famers were in that game, right? Yeah. We're talking about Frazier Ali. Yeah. Legendary teams, legendary game there's just no question now when you're watching it in 78 you're just rooting for the Steelers and you're going boy thank god we're three we've won three times we got our chance at our four. Yeah. but when you look back you have real perspective on what that game who those guys were what that oh, yeah. was it's unbelievable it's then, easy to to hate Tom Brady right now right I love him I, I, I do too I, <laughs> I look back one day and go you know what damn
1: you can't <laughs> believe what you and he's not done yet you know no, I mean it's just yet. And I, you know, and again, this goes back to the vintage era and that transition.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, in terms of understanding the game, what fans expect, yeah. what we expect as yeah. as game players or designers, and mm-hmm. you know, what it's that seeing the thing versus, you know, kind of right. understanding, you know, who's what are blocking assignments? How do you right. you know pick up stunts and whatnot? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna lose my train of thought here. What was I gonna say? Um, darn it. <laughs> That's
0: okay. That's okay.
1: Uh, you know, it's it's got to do with um. With um, what I was going to say, you know, stallback was. I mean, even coming back in that game, I mean, he yeah. was whittling away at that. Yeah. Uh, darn it, I lost my point.
0: Uh, was so you were talking one. about the uh, recognizing the seventy eight Steelers and parody the big playability of Bradshaw
1: and parody and and, and so what what fancy? Thank you. <laughs> you know, in terms of you know, the game feels slow, but there's a lot of art and going into that, like the old boxers go yeah. back there. I mean, you yeah. know, a real box fest versus a Tyson is just like done, done, yeah. done. You know, Brady is defying in Belichick too, that entire, we're going to enforce that uh, hundred teams out of 101 are going to make the playoffs. They're yeah. going to be three wild cards next year, something like this. And, yeah. You know, but, but, but really when you see something that legendary, and how do you even put that into a game? I mean, he's like yeah. special. <laughs> the, the Tom right. Brady show.
0: That's it. Well, and how do you and how does anybody uh, uh, knock Terry Bradshaw's TD to uh, interception ratio when most quarterbacks of those eras had poor TD to interception ratios? That's, you know, Ken Anderson was the best pure passer in that division. Unfortunately, the Steelers existed. Yes. But, but again, Ken Anderson had the luxury of what? A system invented by Bill Walsh and Paul Brown. Uh, and Ken Anderson, uh, you know, had the luxury of Bill Walsh's so-called West coast offense, who was technically the Midwest offense, right. And because, you know, right. he brought that to, or I should say Paul Brown and he perfected it in actual, uh, you know, Cincinnati, he just took it to the West coast and won Super Bowls with. So, uh, uh that's a benefit of changing of the rules. It's a benefit of the changing of how the game game's played and a benefit of changing how, what you ask your quarterback. And, and I told my brother, you know, I'm not a big Andy Reid fan. He's a horrible game manager, horrible clock manager. He is a genius X's and O's offensive guy. And Andy Reid, to me, his greatest claim to fame is he made Donovan McNabb a pretty dang good quarterback, mm. yeah. <laughs> right? And I don't dislike McNabb, but right. let's face it, that's how he trained, how he worked with this kid to play within this certain system. And he threw the ball 70 times a game when no one would dare throw the ball 70 times a game. Is pretty, that was a pretty remarkable feat. But if Donovan McNabb was asked to throw 70 times a game in the traditional timing dropback system that existed pre uh, West Coast offense. Totally different animal, right? Yeah. Totally different animal. These okay. guys are playing in a, the luxury, like the run and shoot. Mouse Davis's run and shoot changed. The run and shoot exists in every single offense today right in what are called option routes these kids are given the right to make a decision at the line of scrimmage if they're going to go in or out etc cetera, etc cetera. all of that came from the run and shoot if not for the run and shoot we don't have option routes option routes now are in every single offensive football mm-hmm. quarterbacks uh very rarely just rely on timing passes right they always have a safety valve they always have a check down they know before they snap the ball whether they're even thinking about checking it down very often when you watch Brady and Manning work in the end of their careers. They knew before they snapped the ball where they were going with it. They were they they knew exactly what the defense was about. But that takes experience, and uh, young guys just it's going to take ten years for Mahomes to be that. His IQ will will uh, will also match his talent, right? That's if he's not completely destroyed because teams are going to the only way they're going to beat the Chiefs are to beat him up. So Andy Reid's number one plan, in my opinion, if he wants to if he wants to preserve the Chiefs on a legacy run. Of, of multiple Super Bowls, he has to run the ball more and protect that kid at all costs because teams are going to tee off on him. They're going to tee. The Bucs just showed you how you beat the Chiefs. Yeah. You beat him up, you chase him around
1: yeah.
0: it's, a, well, it's a, and it's fascinating.
1: Well, and, that, and that's what happened in the, uh, when the Patriots uh, faced the greatest show on turf, right? I mean, you, you, you know, we're, we're not going to let you do what you do.
0: Yep. Yeah,
1: I did when they the quote physical defense, you know, like oh, yeah. uh, as opposed to a mental defense, I guess. Oh, but yeah. uh,
0: Well, remember, never forget uh, who was coaching the defense of the uh, 1991 Giants who shut down the great Buffalo Bills offense. Mm-hmm. Bill Belichick was coaching that defense that beat the hell out of the Buffalo Bill receivers in that game. Yeah. He did the same thing 10 years later with the Patriots against the 2001 um Two thousand and one uh, greatest show turf. He beat the hell out of the receivers, right? Which they, again, won't, they won't let you do that anymore.
1: Well, they're, they're, yeah. Well, that well the Mel Blood rule and all that. Well, right. Atkinson and Tatum. I mean, yes. the, yeah. those are uh, the uh brothers there and all. Um, well, again, that gets down to the probabilities of what you're trying to create. I mean, the game of football, even with you know you've got different, like you know you get the forty six defense and you've got an answer and counter and counter. Yeah. And the competition committee will. Change things to give fans a different experience. Not necessarily better for the players, better for the fans, the scoring. But you know, there's really not that much difference. And so, when you, again, you go back to a gridiron, yeah, uh, you know, grid zone turf or those games, are just let's get the uh, an experience here. Right. It's really it's agnostic of team or era to a set, a degree, right. right?
0: So, what grid zone does that boggles my mind is it <laughs> captures the essence of the X's and O's matchup. Uh, I mean, like today, like yesterday, I'm playing that game. We have a playoff game yesterday. I played it. I played it on the channel. It's up. And, uh, the charts say, so I just narratively for the heck of it said, uh, Johnson's in the back. He lines up in the backfield with Dewellen. uh, we have a two back set. Now as the wide receiver lines up in the back, I just made it up. I just, okay. I just, in my mind, I saw this happen before the snap, right? I roll the dice and the dice dictate that that particular cornerback on that side of the field blitzes. Mm. I can see instantly from the die roll that lose blitzes. Now, the matchup says he blitzes. He doesn't have the rating. And Johnson sneaks out of the backfield and catches a touchdown pass. You could see it happen. You could see that blitz, right? And what do you you teach in in football, pro football? What do they teach in pro football? They tell the linebacker who has the running back, right? This is what you coach in pro football. Mm -hmm. If the back stays in the backfield, you rush the quarterback if the back leaves the backfield, you cover the back. It's, it's one Oh one it's defense one Oh one, right? They tell the middle linebacker, if Franco Harris stays in the backfield, you go after Terry Bradshaw, right? Make Franco block you go after him. If Franco leaves the backfield, by God, you better be going with Franco Harris, right? Okay. So last night in that game, and because I know this about football, in my mind's eye—I see lose, see him in the backfield, and I'm thinking, of course, lose blitzes because he thinks the kid's going to be blocking, right? Mm-hmm. And it turns out he gives him a little shake and beg, gets behind him, catches a touchdown pass. And the dice and the charts tell us the truth. The rating matchup told us the mistakes that were made. Mm-hmm. Nice. Genius. It, it, what yeah. it does is it creates an organic, actual play on the field. It's a. It's. It's. And I told Gary, when we replay games, we are literally just replaying what, we've, what we know and what we've seen. And we're hoping to see it come out pretty close, right? We're hoping to see it different. We're hoping to see it close because we have expectations. So if I sit down to play the 15-1 the, the and one Bears of 85, I have certain expectations of how they're going to destroy teams on defense. And that they better be close to that, and they better be in the Super Bowl, or I'm going to go, eh, something's wrong. Okay. Right. <laughs> we don't create history with APOC. We replay history uh, with grid zone. Every die roll creates history. I'm, I'm creating a first snap, a first of a run. I'm creating a win. I'm creating a season. I'm creating an off season. I'm creating a draft it because it's alive. We're, we're constantly every dice roll creates history. So it's a totally different experience than replaying app all replaying Right now, I still want to see if if, if uh, Terry, if uh, Stallback can beat Terry Bradshaw on 78. We all do. Right. We all want to see that amazing matchup. Right. right. But we're not creating history. We're reliving history. Right. And that's fine for a guy who is passionate about history. Yeah. But Zone brought to me an experience I never thought I would ever have on a tabletop game. That is uh, a live sport. It's like it's like watching a live football game unravel that we have no questions about and the way the ratings work the way the dice work etc truly dictate an experience I've never I've never had before. And that's hard. I mean, this is a guy who's created games, this is a guy who's been playing since I was 8 years old.
1: Yeah. I was a
0: huge PC gamer and a huge video gamer. Yeah. I have uh, you know I have lots of experience. It's it's truly unique. It's truly unique. Yeah. And this is why draft leagues are big, right? Guys may not admit it. Mm-hmm. Right. What they like about draft leagues, whether they know it or not psychologically, is they know what they want. So they know they want 1984 Montana. So I'm going after Montana. I know what I'm going to build. But what's the joy of a draft league? Well, I put it together. God, I hope it works. <laughs> right. Right. Or you can't wait to see what would Joe Montana look like. You know, with this guy, this guy, this guy, right? Whatever the case may be. So right. draft leagues are fun because you're, you have an opportunity to take the guy you know you want to do to execute your offense. But you don't know how it's going to come out when all the pieces are together. So what are we doing when we do draft leagues? We're creating history, not replaying history, right? And everybody knows that. I mean, everybody – they may not say it the way I say it, but everybody knows that, right? Right. right? You guys that play draft leagues clearly understand. I don't know if you play draft leagues. You guys just no. play – Okay. Well, they, they do have
1: yes, they do. Our National Card Football League and the yep. American Card Football League both have a, right. and the Suncoast Football League. I think they switched away from Apple, but they're one of the oldest, and they had a, uh, they have a whole. If you listen to the Ray Dunlop interview about how they wow. did their, what job. are they
0: playing if they're not playing Apple?
1: Uh, I think I think Suncoast went to uh, Action PC. Um, oh,
0: they're using the PC game. Yeah.
1: Now they, Yeah. I mean, they started in 79 according to their website. So, I mean, uh, and we interviewed one of their Kevin Ruge, I think is uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. years ago. But So I think they might've switched away for you know, whatever reasons I would connect it with them there, but, uh, but national card football league still uses the, um, you know, the, uh, the um, Apple set. Yeah. Um, if I
0: was going to do a draft league football league, it would be Apple. No question. No question. Uh, and the reason I say that is APA, uh is, is kind of the way the charts, the cards and the dice work together versus say, stratomatic where we have a level of strategy, chess match strategy stuff going on. That's a little different. I think when it comes to setting up drafting stratomatic baseball, that's a different deal, right? They draft for they draft for those probabilities of rolling that home run on a right. So stratomatic baseball draft leagues are, are a probability really heavily probability, I think driven, right? Ratings and, and dice. Uh, you do that with stratomatic football too, but because of the nature in a draft league, if you're playing head to head of moving chips and changing those zones and things, it becomes really a chess match of play calls, right? So you still need the probability of completing a pass on a, on an open vacant flat pass route. When I throw that flat pass and he's vacated it, I, I like to hope my dang quarterback complete it, right, with that with that opportunity, right? If his defense comes up, so Stratomatic creates a very interesting uh, dynamic because you're either going to get the offensive card or you're going to get the defensive card, and you don't know which one you're going to get. So if I roll a one, two, three, it's on Montana's card, hallelujah! But if I roll a four, five, six, uh oh, it's on it's on Dick Butkus on the middle zone where I'm throwing the ball and he's he, he's. He's got he's got Buckus and he's he's put another linebacker in that zone. Now I'm up against two guys in the middle zone. Joe Montana's not even in the equation anymore, right? Right. right. So now suddenly Joe Montana's card has been erased and I can't control it. So Stratomatic creates some fascinating dynamics that way. And Appa, I just don't know enough yet about head-to-head play, etc. What I know is when I sit down to play it, it feels incredibly authentic. And it gives me the vibe of that I'm playing, at least I'm playing the 58 teams authentically, right? Interesting. So, um, but that's, you know, I'm pretty ignorant about uh, about APAW as far as number of games under my belt, right?
1: Well, it's going to be interesting to see how, yeah. how it progresses for you. I mean, as opposed to some folks who outright <laughs> <Yeah>. said, nope, <laughs>
0: which is fine. No, that's and, cool. And, <laughs> exactly. Some people like uh, uh, pepperoni pizza. Some people huh? like sausage pizza. Hallelujah. I mean, this is it's uh, I'm not going to try to talk you out of liking chocolate ice cream. I would be wasting my breath. Right. Well, uh, you know. yeah. And that's uh, that's one of the things that cracks me up. I don't want to spend one moment of my video time of uh, bitching about a tabletop game.
1: Right. You know, I mean, and, and I love it that you and folks like you who look at it, will look, you'll go into a store or you'll go online now mm-hmm. and see a shelf full of football games and say, yeah, I could do this. I'm going to do mine. Yeah. Yeah. that I love, you know, that's, yeah. that's the beauty part of it. Keep them coming, keep them yeah. coming, you
0: know? And, and uh, <laughs> every one of them, uh, they all have their reward and they all have their benefit and they all have their fans. And that's, uh, it's, it's uh, uh, I was dead serious when I played Apple and I looked at Appa uh, again, I hadn't seen Apple since I was 29 years old. Yeah. Uh, I played two games with my buddy at the bar at the house. We were both mesmerized by the charts, having those. No, we had never seen a football game that said, Hey man, you're now inside the defense's 15 yard line. And we were like, dang, now we got real red zone defense. We actually see the effect of the red zone. Um, We actually see the effect of the tight field. And, you know, you can knock that stuff. People can knock that if they want to, but it means something. It means something, especially to somebody who plays, watches, studies statistics, right? Um, You know, I've got another great book called the uh, Pro Football Prospectus, and it uh, breaks down. uh, This just breaks down the 1998 year. Hmm. And if somebody says to me, uh, Terrell Davis is a Hall of Fame back. Yeah, sure he is. Pretty remarkable back in a short period of time. What do you achieve? Uh, but Terrell Davis, if you break down Terrell Davis in the long run of Mike Shanahan's Denver Broncos rushing performances, Shanahan over a 15 year period had 20,000 yards rushing. Every back that played for Mike Shanahan got 1500 yards. OK, so <laughs> we talk about scheme. But we also talk about offensive line development. We talk about offensive line scheme, et cetera. Not just great backs. We talk about, you can't, you can't. The thing that football cannot do well statistically Mm -hmm. is tell us where the offensive line meant the most versus the back. The back is credited with all the yardage. We don't actually have a way of proving it, right? So the football perspectives has very interesting breakdown of statistics. So it breaks down, What the Broncos did on third and one or short, fourth and one or short over the course of the season, it'll tell you how many times they ran the ball on third and one or short or fourth and one or short goal line situations. They converted 38% of their third and fourth and one runs, right? 98%. So what does that tell you about the Denver Broncos on third and one or fourth and one? They were guaranteed to get one yard. (laughs)
1: Yeah. I mean, they had that, that, that synchronized, they knew what yeah. they were doing in that situation.
0: They were absolutely guaranteed. Now was that a combination of Terrell Davis and Howard, I think Howard Griffith was a brilliant fullback mm. and that great offensive line, all of that, right. Mm. Plus John Elway at the helm, right. Said, okay, fine. All that's legit. But if I made a football game, and I wrote up the Denver Broncos in 98, and I had a rating that said on third and one or fourth and one, they get the, they get they automatically get the first down. Do you know how many guys out there would scream at me? I, this is why I tell you, you don't really want a replay game because we know who wins every replay game.
1: Yeah, that's it. And, that, and that's what going back to the 50s and Dick Sites, as I've gathered from all the yeah. folks we've talked to, because, I mean, you've gotten incredible. What this game, what, what APA does have – because it came out 10 years of Apple football came out before Stratomatic and the yes. baseball came out in 51. So you've got guys who've been playing this game 60 years. Yep. I think they know about all the yep. other games on the market, you know, yep. and and and, uh, and uh, also and that's was- my
0: argument today. Yeah. N- if I discovered Apple when I was 12, instead of status pro football, there's no doubt I would be playing Apple and I would have never stopped playing Apple. Yeah. Period. Mm-hmm. Uh, no question for me. And like I said, and that's the basic set. I could care less about the master set because I'm looking for, I'm looking for simulating first down, second down, third down, fourth down against whatever base defense. And and the index works for me. The ratings work for me. Uh, Can I start a different guy at halfback, fullback, et cetera. Can I, can I manipulate some of those numbers? I think one of the knocks on it was everything's ends up in the B index. Right. You know, listen, when somebody says to me, everything ends up in the B index, you know what I say to them? Do you watch pro football? Right. You know, the difference between one pro team and another, it's minor that much, man. Now, if I'm playing a college game and everything is in a B index, I would bitch because we know college is extreme
1: way over the place. Exactly.
0: So when you tell yeah. me we're going to have a fight between Frazier and Ali, I expect it to be a good fight. They're technically pretty equal, right? Yeah. We got minor yeah. details that decide the difference between Ali and Frazier, right? So when I see the B-index, I say it's pro football. All those teams are only decided by a handful of players, a handful of plays. Bobby Bowden wrote a brilliant coaching football book, and he defined the difference between college and pro football. And this is proved out by two other books I've read about statistics. Mm. The average NFL game, winner or loser, is decided by, on average, five plays. Just five plays out of 125 plays. College football is decided by 15 to 20 plays out of 140 plays yeah, sure. that the dynamism in college football is whack is way is way off the charts as far as talent quality of coaching quality of team for sure pro football man it's on any given Sunday, yeah. right on any given Sunday. So when you tell me we're going to make a replay game and the Atlanta Falcons went two and 14 and I'm going to play me the 14 and two team, I have expectations that the 14 and two team will should beat the snot out of them. Yeah. But And because we have 16 game sample, that tells us how bad Atlanta was over the course of 16 games. Yeah. But this isn't like baseball where we have a 162 game sample. Yeah. Right. So what happens when a team goes to two and 14 and the next year they go eight and eight and everybody goes, what a turnaround. No, <laughs> Atlanta Falcons were, 20, let's see here, five times 16 games. They were 55 plays away from being an 8-8 team the year before.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's it. I mean, it's it's just where it's a game of inches, yeah. millimeters. I mean, right. you know, how many of so other-
0: the So the B index is right where most of these teams should be, unless they are extremely bad. The Green Bay Packers are a C index in my first game, and they should be because they had a 31 rating, right, against the who they play the first game. The Bears are, are up here in the A index, yeah. and that's what it should look like because the packers went one, 10 and 1.
1: Yeah. You yeah, know, that's it. the bears it. I mean,
0: went 8 and 4, right.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, there there shouldn't be there right. there shouldn't be a lot of A versus C in a pro game. It's no. it's a you know, if you've got a couple of major injuries like if you're yep. two two of your five pointers go and you've got to yeah. take that two-point card, right. that's all you got left. Yeah. Now you're you know, now you've got a little more of that making exactly. history, I guess. But Exactly.
0: Well, and when somebody knocks, when somebody is going to critique in uh, any game or any work, you're making some huge assumptions that the people who invented APA in 1958 were ignorant of football. No, no. I mean, that's, that's yeah. I mean, that's 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 Well, pardon me for saying so, but that's ignorant. Well, you know
1: the, the, the Apple for for and again for those who might not. Yeah, it's
0: changed. It has changed. Right?
1: Well, no, in terms of the company history, there. So, the baseball was the first game. It came out of a game called National Pastime. Dick Sites found they didn't make the game anymore. Clifford Van Beek made this game National Pastime. Dick Sites adopted it, changed it a bit. Yeah. Apple football is the first original Apple game. Yeah. Some, I mean, that's what I assert. I mean, that's yeah. what I understand. But basically. Yeah they had to kind of create a whole new what that's what the game is supposed to do. And people would go to him as I think I was going to make the point before that, you know, people say, well, you should do this and should do that. And you get like really granular, but then Mm -hmm. the playability is suddenly like, you might as well just go out and play a game of
0: football at that point. Right. Right. And that's, and that's what I said, what you want in my, in my experience, when I, when I want to play a simulation down a distance football, I want it to be accurate down a distance football right i want it to be accurate of what i expect from a 50% passer a back that averages 5 yards a carry certain expectations of their production right, right. and then of course i expect certain uh, effects if i'm a, if it's a head to head game and i'm going to make certain strategic calls i expect it to have an effect on the game if i choose a goal line defense i expect it to adversely affect their ability to run regardless of my talent but it won't totally guarantee i'll shut down a great back at the goal line right that's football right that's that's just the way football is but when I sit down and I, and I sit down and I say, "Well, I need to, uh, I need to uh, quantify the sport as an actual simulator," you're not going to want to play it. It's going to be unplayable. It's going to take you 17 hours to actually execute the game. And uh, I want. So when I sit down to play a game, no matter what, whether it's my game, whether it's Apple, I want to see. Uh, I want to feel that authentic idea of what it is I'm doing. And I want the personality of the teams. I want Johnny Unitas to mean something. I want Lenny Moore to mean something. Uh, I don't need Lenny Moore to get exactly 7.3 yards per carry. The odds are he won't. Right. Right. And if he does, what do you need me for? Right. I can just just flip open the stat books and look at Lenny Moore's 7.3 yards per carry. (laughs) You know, I don't need to replay it. Right. So I want there to be variables. So there's a reason to do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I want, you yeah. know, if I play the 79 Saints, I'm fascinated with them because they were eight and eight and they were on the cusp. Right. Thunder and lightning, Muncie Galbraith. I mean, they were yeah. on the, you know, but the defense just killed them. Right. You know, I was just like, Oh, I couldn't do it, man. I but uh, it. you know, and, and I don't know how much, you know, about Apple basketball, the first. Uh, no, but, the- but you know,
0: I was, I've been looking, because I want to get their baseball and I want to, yeah. I actually been thinking about their soccer game. Cause that oh, looks, yeah. that looks remarkably innovative.
1: It plays really well. There's some demos. Yeah. We actually, uh, yes.
0: It looks really innovative. I'm like, So I, I, most of my dollars are going to be going to Apple in the next, next right. few months or years, Gosh. right? And, <laughs> and I remember I was just thinking this because I just ordered a basketball game. I haven't yet played it or debuted it. And I'm thinking, dang it. Where is at basketball? I thought they have to have an at basketball. Well,
1: that that's the funny part because you talk about not wanting to over simulate. Or the first game apparently was uh, the big joke is that it never you can't finish. It's like my school. I went to the University of Central Florida. Our nickname was you can't finish. And that's what basketball, the original basketball game was. It's like, because it really got down to dribbling. You're dribbling down the field. It's like, whoa, okay. There's a quick play chart, and we've talked about this. Even with yeah. Steve Stein, he's a, he's got a he's a game designer as well. And, uh, you know, they, they they re-released it in the mid-90s. I don't know if they're going to bring it back um yeah. that and that's a hard well again it's it, it, it's 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 where you approach it seems like air war games you know yeah. going back to avalon hill yeah you know pilot to pilot game or squadrons of planes or right. you know the right. entire bomber group you yeah. know you know it's, yeah. it's where you want to start and what's your intent yeah.
0: and we need them all we yeah. need them all because i even i'm in different moods the other day i had 20 minutes it's yeah. second season express baby this weekend it's going to be apple baby so it's about time. It's about also what I'm in the mood for. I mean, listen, we don't eat the same thing for dinner every night. You know, we don't, uh, there's certain things that we need variation. And I think gaming is legit. It's for every, we need to have all kinds of different math methods. The thing with tabletop sports, there's a set, sa- we sacrifice time for details. When guys can nail details and not sacrifice time, that's special. Grid Zone achieves that in a, in a special way. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Second Season Express does not achieve that. What it does achieve is a it is able to utilize those remarkable team rating charts, and give me a, that that a, a quick simulation of second season football, right? So, what does Second Season Express do? It simulates second season football, not football, right? Do right. you see what I'm? Do you see what I'm getting at? Yeah. It's it is a shortcut for second season football, and that's great because second season football takes a 90, I would say 90 minutes to play a great game of second season football, right? So Second Season Express is designed to simulate second season football to get you to the fourth quarter or to get you to the the overtime, whatever you want to play with the full sim, right? So it's designed for that purpose. I'm one of the few guys on YouTube that's made 50 videos actually just enjoying the shit out of Second Season Express (laughs) for what it is, right? But it doesn't simulate football. It simulates second season Right. Mm. And I would argue grid zone actually simulates a sport that we've never seen before. And it does so in a way that's remarkable. Uh, Appa is a replay game. Uh, again, I, I'm certain it's a strategy game, but until I play more head to head, I don't know how much strategy exists in Appa. Right mm. now with the master edition, I think there's a ton of strategy introduced. Right. Right. Am I guessing right there? Yeah, right. I, I think. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. I, I, adding I'm... blitzes and screens and draws and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And, and there's, there's an audible
1: an audible option and things. And then, of course, you know, there's a lot and there are a lot of innovations that are out there, yeah. too. We're going to be. Uh, oh,
0: yeah. Don't you yeah. don't you love the community? <laughs> when, when fans fall in love with something, it's amazing what we get from that creativity. It's really yeah. remarkable.
1: Yeah. I mean, I indeed. love
0: you got to love the fans of these games because they make the games that much better.
1: For sure. For sure. <laughs> that's Yeah. Well, that, that Jason, this has been a uh, man, fantastic conversation. I think oh, that's a great you. place to 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 tie this one off for now, I cannot wait to watch you with APA and all your games, really. I mean, you've given us a lot of food for thought in terms of games to try, uh, compare against. uh, So a great reading list. Yeah, great. I've got
0: a lot, but uh, we'll stop (laughs) with just a couple there. The physics of football is a must if you want to understand the real physics of whether Dick Butkus is a man out of time. No, I mean, these athletes were every bit as good. Was Jesse Owens any less... A great sprinter? Right. No way. No way. way.
1: Yeah, there are certain things that you do. Bradshaw, as I understand, had the fastest
0: 4.0
1: on the team. So, you know, I mean, there's all kinds of.
0: You know, the irony of Bradshaw is he had to overcome his own head coach, in my opinion.
1: Yes. that's Chuck
0: Knoll was a genius. Chuck Knoll drafted an unbelievably talented. I mean, that first draft produced eight Hall of Famers.
1: Uh, in that that couple of, I uh, think yeah. his seventy
0: four was it seventy four yeah.
1: is the one you got Swan Stallworth Webby Lambert <sighs> plus Shell is a, a fair, free agent yeah. Grossman's a free agent yeah. yeah
0: and then he took all those pieces and put them together and uh and and and, and, and uh, honestly I don't think Bradshaw even had the confidence of Chuck Noll until what that's yeah the, yeah I mean let's face it he had to be it was seventy four before bradshaw got really any kind of real opportunity to be the starter right and they were well they
1: were well, yeah well they they had him starting and then they in 74 they sat him for joe gillam and oh, they, right. they, that's actually one of the uh great of football lives is terry bradshaw you talk about uh you know we always talk about artists and their kind of mental you know struggles with the pressures of the game but uh bradshaw in particular but he's got the four rings to prove it folks yes so. Whatever. Oh, I love Bradshaw.
0: <laughs> I love Bradshaw as a man and as a football player. That's, uh, you know, we used to own a photography business at the Broadmoor Hotel, and we would shoot all the conventions. And Bradshaw came in uh, and did one of his motivational speeches for some convention one year. Wow. Holy cow, genius! Uh, this was probably 12 years ago, uh, 13 years ago. He's funny. He's it's remarkable how smart and how funny he is. You know, he plays the all shucks guy really well, but he ain't stupid. He's yeah. far from you. Don't get where you're at and be a stupid man. Nope. Nope. <laughs> right. That's but right. I love Bradshaw. Are you kidding me? But the Steelers. This is the thing. I've said this before. I, the Steelers Raider rivalry, for instance, it, you can't, you cannot be legendary teams without legendary opponents. Ali is nothing without, uh, without the Frazier fights, without right. the Liston fights, without the Ken Norton fights. You know what I mean? Where would Ali be if he fought a bunch of no name scrubs? He wouldn't right. be Ali, right? Where would the Steelers be without the Dolphins and the Raiders? Where would the Raiders finally be after I mean 76, thank God the Raiders finally won, right? It justified their success. Yeah. But the Raiders had to overcome the monster, the Steelers, and then the Dolphins for crying out loud. Yeah. And so I love that era. Those three teams made right. made the NFL I think special in that particular era. And Dallas, you can't deny Dallas's success. Uh Tom Landry remarkable. Yeah. And the, rank
1: the Vikings on the NFC side in oh, the 70s, yeah. those two those yeah. sets of three Titans on either way. Sides.
0: I love them. Love. And that era for me is phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know why, you know, I, I will say this about Apple. I think some of the reason Apple probably gets a little scuff from the community. Is they're expensive?
1: Yeah. well, there's certainly. Yeah. That is, um, that yeah. has,
0: if you could get Apple seasons for $19, there would be so much love for Apple. I kid you not.
1: They're, they're doing some lights. I just got my, uh, I just got my new uh, box of cards here. I was going to do an unboxing video, but I was ranting about it. And well, it's fake. It's already open. So there's my. Uh, they did the. Uh, they're doing Ooh. with some. They do light sets. Yeah. So they and they still do these uh, generic. They're doing some generic cards. So um, you know, okay. you, you it's just. Like, the oh, running.
0: that's so, genius. Guys, so you're yeah. having you have an A quarterback, so you just grab the A quarterback. Well, no, I
1: think this is for like folks who didn't have statistics. So, you oh. uh well, well there were some other things too. I mean, there's a lot of ways you could work the system. I remember cool. in, in the 2000 edition of the 99 season, they had three generic cards. So, if you had uh, like your lineman, anyone who didn't have a stat, whether that was oh. a lineman, you know, and you know, he gets a fumble, yeah. Recovery or something that is just it's a flat you know non-statistical yeah. representation. They had a generic, I think, for the the running guard backs or something like that. I,
0: okay, got to go back That's to awesome. it but in any case. So, yeah, how much was, do you play Apple?
1: Um <laughs> Well, I I dropped the website for about five years, and I'm just getting back into the. Um, yeah. I did a few replays. My best replay, I think, talking yeah. about the '70s was uh, the '70 Raiders and '70 Cowboys. Wow. They only met once in the regular season. Yeah. Never met in the Super Bowl. Right. And uh, it ended up a four game, four games, Cowboys, three games, Raiders. Incredible. Wow. Yeah. No, I just, just love it.
0: Yeah. You know, what's happening with me is when I play those fast games, I do. I try to do full season replays. But when I play games like Apple, I have to scratch. And say, How bad do I want to play a full season? of? of because it, it will take me years to complete 58 full. Oh, yeah. So and I, I'm determined to do it. But then it's like, you know why? I could just enjoy playing the playoffs. So I could just enjoy playing the great. So. Uh, you know i gotta be careful not to marry myself to this of idea of playing the full 200 game season or something right and, so that's the thing why 72 game season whatever it is and uh yeah. meanwhile yeah if i was retired what the heck i probably would do it
1: when i see greg barrett he's he's ruled yeah. his thing down to such a because he was a you know military analyst yeah. so he's you know yeah. getting things done efficiently he's got you know it's mission control he's a uh, He's Captain Kirk there, and he's got the games mm-hmm. down about an hour, or fifteen hour, twenty hour, thirty. God, that's amazing. You know. Um,
0: well, I watched. He was. I found his videos yeah. before I discovered yours and a couple others, and he uh, he's the one that reminded me. You know what? I really liked Apple, but I, I I ended up giving it away when I moved. Right. So I went out and bought it, and uh, his his videos literally inspired me to grab Apple again. Yeah, nice. And nice. and Dave Gardner's hockey inspired me. Right. Uh, and I said, you know what, obviously, the, the universe is telling me, get app off. So I went ahead and snatched both of those.
1: <laughs> there you go. You know,
0: when the universe tells you, brother, don't fight it, right? Don't fight it.
1: That's right. That's right. Well, welcome aboard. And uh, yeah, yeah definitely. Where can we find you? You're on YouTube, you're in Facebook group for Flash.
0: Uh, anywhere else. Yeah, I'm uh, that's it. You know, I don't, uh, I'm, I'm on Facebook, as Flash uh, Games, I believe, and uh, it is a public uh, Facebook's changed a lot of its priorities now. So even they don't need my approval to let people into the group, et cetera. So I'll have to kick them out if they're troublemakers. Now that makes my work harder. It was easier just to say, this guy can come in. This guy can't No, I get why they're doing it because, you know, so you can come there find me and and ask to get in if it hasn't, if it doesn't let you in and I'll let you in. All of my files are available there. All the stuff I do, I put up there. And here's the great thing about that community there are amazing people making support stuff for my games now, which is just, it's, remar- it's remarkable and they're sharing it, which is fantastic. Uh, one gentleman made a full 112, fictional 112 team NCAA universe for my football time. Wow. Uh, literally wow. every fake university with, with ratings for every team, it's genius. And then he invented a quick play feature for my game that allow you to decide the scores for those games you don't wanna play. It's amazing how creative people are. I love it. Uh, And then of course my YouTube channel is where I try to share my, my positivity about the hobby and about these games. You'll rarely hear me be hardcore on these games. I know how hard it is to create. Yes. I know. And when you can't sit down with the people who invent something and ask them, what was your intent? Uh, try to try to have a little, I, I try to have some recognition that they intended something. They may have failed. That's unfortunate, or it may not be quite my cup of tea, but I am not in this. I am not interested in. Uh, I am not interested in the arguments about why's good, why bad, why this best, why that. And most, I think most of the guys in the community are in the same boat. Which, which is why none of us like to say the best. Right. No. No. It's. It's. What does
1: it do? What is it good at?
0: That's right. That's right. And, uh, so that's where you can find me. Uh, you can email me, uh, if you ever want my games, you're not on Facebook at Barnabas all one word with a Y and an E. So it's Barnabas Smythe with a Y and an E at uh, gmail.com. And I will email you, uh, any of my information or you can chat with me privately, uh, send hate mail to uh, somebody else, uh, <laughs> for this video. Cause I am somewhat opinionated <laughs> when, when somebody says, let's have a candid uh, uh, conversation. I'll be a little more opinionated. On my channel my goal is to be positive sure. always about everything um and yes these are my opinions they don't mean a damn thing right so understand <laughs> that folks they're my opinions they there is no authority here right
1: Right. you know that's where we're all just talking about it that's, that's you know right
0: that's yeah. right so when i say we should take off the pads and and, be, and play more like rugby uh, there'll be guys that go that guys are not yeah i am i'm crazy
1: there you go. That's it. I've, I, yeah, the, the argument's been being made. We should wrap it up. Thank you, sir. Thank Jason. you, Jeff. I appreciate it, brother. I'm,
0: I'm, I'm sorry I yammered you. Yeah, this has been brain.
1: awesome. I'm, I, I could keep going, but you know, I think for our we'll save that for parts two to 10.
0: Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> cool. After I've played a few games, you got to have me back. We can just talk about app ball football
1: absolutely absolutely and we'll,
0: just, we'll just focus it on Off football and my experiences with the actual game oh, that's the that well, yeah.
1: idea right? and we should play a game you know we've done i i was in a 2014 skype uh conference played folk, uh, folks out in australia it was an interesting wow. yeah and not national card football league will bring them up the skype skype uh wow. system we actually had a tournament at the football hall of fame in 2013 and they demoed it war for us so yeah cool that's stuff that's
0: amazing yeah via skype.
1: yeah it's very easy system and uh barrett has the rules posted i think in his site i can send them to you just kind of a—I'll uh, send okay. you some screenshots too it's basically you say you call your set you call they call a defense and you hit one two three you both enter it in the skype window you see what the play is going to be and you roll.
0: Oh, i love it
1: it's it's that's genius. genius
0: yeah that's genius so simple so and everybody has the cards so they know if you roll a uh, you know, right? What to look up.
1: Yeah. And you've got the camera. You can have it right on the dice, you know. Yeah. And then, well, you know, I've been
0: role-playing via internet with people all over the world in role-playing games for years. I've been playing online for 13 years in role-playing sessions. Wow. Nice. So we play all kinds of role-playing games and sports. Only a couple of times have I played a sports against Dell on his channel, my game, uh, live. We played a live game where he hammered me in my own game, 55 to 10. He destroyed <laughs> me in my own game. Man. So that was it. That was the last time I ever played Dell. I said, Dell. that's it. I quit, man. I'm never playing with you again.
1: <laughs> that's it. It's like there's, there are limits to it's not yeah, fun. I, mean, I do anymore. have some pride, right? <laughs> that's right.
0: Dell's like, what's football? I don't know. anything think about football. Yeah, I'll play with you. And then he creams me 55, 10, right?
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. That's rule really number one. Do not beat the, the uh, creator. Okay. Right, exactly.
0: <laughs> oh, Jeff, man, this has been fun. I do appreciate it. You, I appreciate your site and uh, having me on for an interview. And you got to do more of those aesthetic videos, brother, talking about the aesthetic of these games because I love those boxes back there.
1: Oh yes, Uh, we're working on it. Yeah, this is this is all toward. uh, That's uh, some nice 1969, the first uh, saddle game. It has a lot of cool stuff. Those are. I mean, just
0: these—you can't sit down to play without seeing these envelopes and not just be taken back to classic. It's just classic. It's it's classic.
1: And they used to smell great too. <laughs> and Gil <laughs> Tebow actually talked about that. So I don't feel like a nut. I mean, I'm a print journalist, so they but, did but, smell.
0: Yeah. The first thing I do when I get a new book That's is it. enjoy the smell, baby. That's right. That's right. right. I mean, it's part of the whole thing. That's awesome. Thank you, oh, Jeff. I'll let good. you go. Right, you, it's probably midnight where you're at.
1: No, we're, we're out here in Jersey. We're fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome.